moment that you've all been waiting for? From the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast. Because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju. It double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now you get two Hogsmen for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen. Big Duke. He couldn't make it tonight. He's going to try and be here next week. But it is Monday night, August 10th. We're coming at you, thankfully, and due to uh, 10 Barrel Brewing Pub Beer, Cheap Fun Beer. What's up? What's up? And uh, we're coming again from Casa de Camden. We're up in my garage. One thing we want to mention before we forget, I'll forget if we don't. You, you already mentioned Pub Beer. I want to mention Steel Cage Radio. If you're listening to us on Steel Cage Radio, thanks a lot. If you're not, go ahead and subscribe to them as well. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to the podcast. Make sure you rate us as well. And follow us on the Twitter accounts that we don't have access to at the moment. Yeah, I'm sure I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, but there's, hey, go follow it anyways. There's so, so many things so easy for us to do. We can set up our t-shirt store. We're not doing that. Fix the accounts. See, I haven't gone to the Twitter page or the the Instagram page. And I'm hoping by the time we get... I, I, I figure out the password and all that, that stuff. Yeah. We'll just... Our followers are going to hopefully like double through the roof. I mean, nice you can surprise. look at the account and check to see if the, I haven't looked. You know what the worst problem is? We probably have DMs from like Regal, like, hey, like, hey guys, I heard you, heard you pod. It's great. You oh. need to come out for a tryout right away. I'm sure New York wants to put us on the network. Network. I'm sure they do. Oh fuck! Could you imagine? It, extra five dollars a month for the audio part of the network, pods only. You got you got Austin's pod and our pod right there. And I mean, who's listening? Has Stone Cold even recorded lately? I mean, he's retired, right? Well, he hasn't even been recording podcasts. Lately. Well, yeah. Sorry. So I was gonna say we were we'd bat. Well, I was gonna say we'd be curtain jerkers, but we'd bat lead off. But no, nah, I think we're gonna end up in the cleanup spot. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Devin Sparks, what's going on, man? Just uh, just living life like it's happening. <laughs> with or without me it's just nothing fucking going on right. i want to know uh what's going on in other states because you see some of these shows going on in other states here in california we don't have shit to do for the most part some people are you know still going about business as usual most people aren't but you know it, is it so mundane elsewhere or is it just here right now uh i don't know i have no idea it's pretty much just here because I saw something that Rev Pro is coming back now, so even England is starting wrestling back up again. Really? Seems like California is the one of the only states that's not doing wrestling right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anyways, that was uh, not producer N- Adam. NPR. NPR or NPA. 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 Adam. Adam, what's up, man? How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, uneventful because you know can't really do much. I went to the beach. That was about the only thing I could sick, do. So sick. let's check in. Uh, let's with sports, Adam. What's new with sports? <laughs> uh, the Cardinals are not playing any games this week because they keep having more positive tests. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So they're one, they're pretty much the only team right now that's really getting hit hard. But you know, NHL is back. Did we cover that last week? Uh, no. Oh, and it looks so. like and it looks like college football is probably canceled. 
Yeah, well, the NHL, they don't have much left, right? They only have the playoffs and the Stanley Cup they got to do, right? There's like four teams left? Uh, they did like a 24-team tournament or something like that with, you know, to get it down to the amount that it would take for the normal playoffs and, and Stanley Cup. But you're correct. They were very close to being done with their season when yeah. it stopped. And then, so college ball, I mean, they, that that money, they, they require the, the fans in attendance, right, to be paying tickets and, and, and buying stuff, right? So they're, they're losing a lot of cash without mm, the fans being there, right? Maybe. I mean, yes, they're, everyone's going to be losing money, but the kid, it's not like the kids get paid. No, but, like, that's how the university or the colleges right. make their nuts. Right. Is by, you know, like, that's probably, like, what kind of funds the, the, the program, right? Uh, I think boosters fund fund the program mainly. Think so. Yeah. Huh. Because the co- the scholarships don't cost them too much. The school, even though a scholarship might be worth, let's say they're let's say they're playing for Notre Dame, which would be a very expensive college, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say their scholarship for four years is worth a hundred thousand dollars, right? That's what it might cost someone to come in, but that's not the actual cost. You know that the school would be like it'd be like for a shirt, right? You're selling yeah. a shirt for twenty five bucks. It ain't gonna cost you twenty five bucks to make. Yeah, five bucks to seven bucks for a shirt. So they're just you know whatever the true cost of that scholarship is from the school, who knows? But yeah. boosters come in and pay. That's why they get in trouble all the time. Come in with money, pay pay a quarterback to sign with. Hey, go sign with Notre Dame instead of signing with Michigan. You know what I mean? You think uh, you think Shaq got rich playing in the in the NBA? Yes. Oh no 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 no. I mean, he, he got, got rich he, before that. He but. got rich playing playing in college. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Shout well, there's a uh, Derrick Rose who played for the Bulls and Pistons. He basically said that he never went to classes. Somebody took his like SATs for him, so he basically just got a full season of just playing college they, basketball uh, for no reason. I remember they did a thing like so basically like the that's hilarious. The athletes, get, they get like classes, right? But they're like the coast. You coast through them, and <laughs> basically, like the teachers, just like yeah, give these kids A's and, and just pass them. And I remember, I forgot, did it come from North Carolina? It was the University of North Carolina, where they they presented a paper that one of these athletes wrote on Rosa Parks, and it was like a paragraph. The kid got an A for it, and it basically said like Rosa Parks didn't want to give up her seat. They, uh, they told her she'd be arrested if she uh, didn't give up her seat. She said no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was it. And it was just like, it, well, it said like A on it. They had phony classes too. So they would give them a whole semester of like shit classes, which it was like, you know, it, it would be it would be like, yeah, history of, you know, let's say, let's just bullshit here, but history of Rosa Parks. And then mm-hmm. the whole semester would be based on, okay, 100% of your grade is based on the final paper. And yeah. then the paper would be like, just turn in whatever. I mean, yeah, I think it was like a real sports. They uh, they brought this up and they did like a, a topic of it and how these BS classes for, for athletes. And um, the after, obviously, a lot of these, these student athletes aren't going to the pros, right? So they would get put out into the world with this BS fucking college degree, and I don't, I'm not I'm not saying bachelor's of science. I'm saying it's a <laughs> bullshit fucking college degree. So uh, and it was pretty funny because it's like, yeah, you think it's awesome at the at the moment, and then you try and go apply for a job, and they're like, oh, you know how to do this, and you're like, no. <laughs> but so, well, that's why you got to make it. <laughs> Just get signed. What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. go get signed. But yeah, man. So, I don't, did I do much this weekend? Took my dogs to the beach, Coronado Beach. I watched uh, I watched a horrible movie called The Tax Collector. 
with Shia LaBeouf. Terrible. Terrible. Mm. I saw uh, our boy Chris Terry, a.k.a. Destro, also commented on it on Twitter about how bad it was, and I, 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 I replied it was horrible, terrible. So save all your money. Don't get that. You paid for that? Yeah, it's a brand new movie. It's a brand new movie. So you paid 20 bucks for that? No, I think it was only six ninety nine because it's oh, on okay. demand. Well, I mean, everything's on demand right now. Yeah, but no, it's, 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 it's horrible. What was it about? Uh, it's about like uh, the Mexican gangs up in L.A., and these guys collect taxes for one of the uh, shot callers that are, that's in prison. It's also, what was it's so terrible. bad about it? The acting. Uh, it, overall. Was Shy a bad? No, Shia's like fine, but like he's not really the main actor. What's but, crazy is like I've always thought he's been really good. I think no, he's he a really good actor. He's a good actor. And this, he got he got shit from I think it started back at maybe Indiana Jones, the new Indiana Jones movie. He got shit and then after that he just went off a fucking cliff. And everyone hates the guy. I don't know what he did. Everyone hates the guy. But I'm like I don't know he's a great actor. But this movie he I think he caught a little bit of shit for it for um cultural appropriation mm. I guess he, they, people are thinking they, but they never really touch on so I, I'm guessing Shia LaBeouf is some kind of Caucasian descent I don't know his exact background LaBeouf that sounds French <laughs> so he uh, but he kind of portrays a Hispanic character in this movie but they never really touch on it as if if he is Hispanic or if he would just grew up in this kind of uh, if he grew up in a Hispanic area and kind of took on the the yeah. the, the uh, you know characteristics um but yeah he caught shit over it you know what's funny is in real life people don't get in trouble for <laughs> like misappropriating a culture like if yeah. if someone grew up in that lifestyle around those kind of people mm-hmm. you know let's say let's say it's a white guy who grew up in a you know mexican neighborhood his whole life yeah you know speaks a little bit of spanglish has the same style no one's gonna see that guy and should be like dude fuck you man like you're <laughs> like you're you're misappropriating that culture yeah yeah like, i mean no man like these are my friends these are my family i grew up with these people i like this style like yeah, what the this fuck is what are you I, talking this is about the neighborhood i grew up in right you know so obviously you're gonna kind of take on that culture uh but yeah so he caught some, he caught some shit for it but he's not really the main actor there's another guy i don't know who the hell he is but it's just really bad man and it just gets worse as the movie goes on you're just like oh i, I didn't think this could get worse but it keeps getting worse I, I recommended a movie too. I don't know if you guys watched it. Did you watch Palm Springs yet? I did actually. We just okay. watched it last night. Woohoo! It, it was uh, it, it was, was awesome, good. Right. So it's a mix between Groundhog's Day, Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie. You yeah, guys remember that? And Passengers. That's, Passengers. Which one's that? Passengers was um, Chris Pine. No, uh, who's um, who's Star Lord? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence. It's a futuristic movie. They are being transported from Earth to another mm. inhabitable. Yes, I know planet. what you're talking about. Okay, and they get put to sleep. You, uh, what is that called? Um, hibernation. hibernation. I don't know. Yeah, hi- like a hibernation chamber. And they they're supposed to be asleep for like 80 years or something like that. Chris Pratt's character gets woken up, and he's just roaming around this you know spaceship. You, by himself. Why did you combine it with that? I'm telling you this here. Hold on. Um, so then uh, he wakes up. This is why I tag with this guy. He's fucking awesome. He somehow figures out. How, he, he kind of falls in love with Jennifer Lawrence. And then he figures out how to mess with her little hyperbaric chamber. And he wakes her up without telling her. And then they eventually save stuff. But they have to live their whole life on this ship. 
without anybody else knowing like you know it's, uh, it's because by the time they get to wherever they're going they'd be dead they'd be right dead, yeah, they're gonna be like yeah. 90 or whatever yeah so but this movie like i said it's 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 groundhog's day so so adam sandler's character is and adam, by the way spoiler alert, not adam sandler adam or adam sandberg i'm sorry Spo- spoiler alert if if you guys haven't seen this yet adam sandberg's character is reliving the same day like over Groundhog and over, day. like Groundhog's Day, and then eventually, uh, this girl—I don't know who the who the girl is. She gets. She's from How I Met Your Mother. That's all I know her from. She gets pulled into the same time loop as him, and then so they know that they're reliving the same day every single day, and they go do different stuff. And if they die, they they, just, they reincarnate to the right. day that they that they keep reliving. But it's it's similar as far as like passenger like the, right. the storyline, and then but yeah like I, I was watching it and I'm like it's passengers Edge of Tomorrow and Groundhog's Day. It was awesome of, though, right? It was cool. I enjoyed it's it. It's funny. It's got it's it's got a little. It's like a little romantic comedy. So if you're had married, some nice you got a girlfriend, uh, boyfriend. It had some nice little like um, oh shit moments. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, the Hogsman give it two out of three hogs. <laughs> if Duke was here, he'd help us out. Yeah, it's good. I, I actually I like a lot of those uh, Andy Sandberg movies. Have you seen like uh, Andy Sandberg? That's his name, right? Okay, Andy I said Sandberg. Adam. Okay, yeah, who cares? Good for me. Um, have you seen Seven Days in Hell? No. It's a tennis. Uh, it's about a tennis match that lasts seven days, and it's Andy Sandberg. It's 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 direct to HBO. Okay. And he. Uh, so Andy Samberg is a tennis player. He's playing uh, the guy from uh, Game of Thrones, um, Jon Snow. Shut up! It's so funny, man. That's and there's awesome. like big name character, like there's big name actors. Is in this movie. in the same vein of that racing movie that, that they yes. did? Oh fuck! So that you're was talking great. about Tour de Pharmacy? Yes, where John so Cena, good. John Cena's dick, the, right? Yeah, not not John Cena, but he's oh okay. Fireman's carrying a guy whose dick whose dick is out. clearly out and like almost touching John Cena's face. I, he they did a couple takes on that. I I laughed so hard. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. So, but yeah, they put out a lot of good movies, and then like Hot Rod, it's a hilarious. Movie. Oh yeah, did you see that Sandberg's doing a movie about the Bash Brothers up in Oakland? I don't even know if Maybe. it's out yet. No. Did you see that? No. So he's playing him, and I forget who the the other guys. I think it's from Lonely Island, but they're playing yeah. Mark McGuire. And uh, actually doing a movie because they released a video where it was basically like a music video of them as the best. Is that it? I'm pretty sure it's a full. Can you look it up? I will, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's a full movie. I'm pretty positive it's a full movie. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I also don't care if I'm wrong. Uh, Yeah, I I, I, go check out if you have HBO on demand. Go check out Seven Days in Hell and Tour de Pharmacy. They're both so, and they're they're filled with big name actors. Yeah, it's but it's, it's so good, man. It's so good. Also, Brooklyn Nine Nine. If you like Andy Samberg, no, it's a good no, TV show. You no, don't like Brooklyn Nine Nine? Go ahead and edit that out. <laughs> I will not because it's a good show. Probably not a show you can talk about anymore because people hate cops now. But did you see Kindergarten Cop is getting like uh, catching shit? Wait, what? What did you say? So you know a lot of these uh, protests are going on up in Portland, right? Right. And uh, some, but some place was gonna. Do something with kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop, yeah. Yeah, with you said kindergarten. Oh, whatever. Well, I couldn't figure out what you're saying. Uh, With with Schwarzenegger, and somebody said like some place was going to show it or something like that, and all these protesters or whatever uh, got pissed off, 
that they were because because they think kindergarten cop is romanticizing uh, police. Okay, like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just like, come on, dude. No, kindergarten cop is a good fucking movie. I can't, I can't put my shit together. It's a special on Netflix called The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience. Woohoo! There we go. So that's but it's, the a, it's Andy, not a movie. It's a 30 minute thing. That's the Andy Sandler. Oh, sorry, it's a, a 30 minute. It's like fake. a 30 minute like music video where they make fun of him. Well, that's about beautiful. It. Either way, it's a special. It's not a music video. The last 30 minute music video was like Thriller or something like that. Uh, yeah. But hey, uh, today, uh, Devin and I worked out together. There you go. Devin said, hey, there's this uh, field over uh, by my house. It's actually Rancho Bernardo High School. Yeah. And they have big tractor tires and all this stuff. And he's like, let's go work out with this stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. And Devin texts me before I go, hey, bring a sledgehammer. <laughs> like, I have a fucking sledgehammer. Listen, I'm around. looking around your garage right now. We've got a backhoe. We've got some bikes. We've got hoses. We've got power tools. Where the fuck do you see a backhoe? Just I'm trying to paint a picture for these fucking people. Haven't you learned how to promo before? You got to paint around, a picture for the audience. You're looking around and you do not see a goddamn sledgehammer. <sighs> no, I don't see a sledgehammer. But what is this? An oxygen tank? What is this thing? Yes, it's an oxygen. What tank. is that? It's an oxygen tank. Is it really? Um, okay. But anyways. Yeah, so Devin said, bring your sledgehammer. I don't own a sledgehammer, so I don't know where the fuck he got that If you want to donate a sledgehammer to the show, write us at P.O. Box uh, 542 at hogs.net. <laughs> Does that work? Is that how P.O. Boxes work? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so Devin and I went and worked out. The uh, the tag team that works out together uh, does podcast together. That's right. That's what they say every time. And uh, Yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm going to get us a sledgehammer for the next time. Cool. I'm glad you're going to fork out the cash to get that sledgehammer. I'm not going to fork out the cash. I'm going to get it for free. You're going to steal it? No, I'll find a way to get one. Oh. Sneaky bastard. But uh, yeah, I'll, so- hit up, I'll hit up New York. Are you? Yeah. Like one of them tri- Triple H? Yeah, I want an official autograph. You know, no, no, not autograph. That's kind of markish. I don't know. Maybe he'll send me like an autographed 8x10 with it. But just the sledgehammer from one of the manias. Autograph 8x10 along with it. So anyways, And a contract. We were at uh, Rancho Bernardo High. And every time I think about Rancho Bernardo High... Or I, you know, I see something around. I only think of uh, the two brawls that I got into the high school, and, uh, and I got into a fight with Rancho Bernardo uh, hockey team. Huh? Two fights. Were you playing? Were you on a hockey team? Yeah, I played uh, uh, ho- hockey in high school. Dude, that's awesome! I've always wanted to learn how to play hockey. Yeah, it was uh, roller hockey, but it was you know it was it was legit hockey. It was just on on. Uh, Rollerblades um, that were expensive as shit. They were like four hundred dollars to get those things. But well, Ramona can't afford to keep ice cold all year round. Well, San Diego in general, unless the Isoplex. Yeah, but uh, and it's, oh, it's expensive too, man, to to play ice hockey. Oh, ice hockey. I'm sure. I've yeah. been trying to find. I've been trying to. I've asked some of my buddies. I'm like, dude, let's do, let's play ice hockey. I'll, I mean, this is before the pandemic, but I'm like, can we do an adult ice hockey league? I'm not, I'm okay on skates. I'm mm. fucking terrible. I don't care how bad I am. I just want to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun sport, man. I, I so growing up, I played baseball. Uh, I played football, Pop Warner. I was even in a bowling league, but uh, hockey by far is the funnest sport to play. Um, but yeah, Ranch Bernardo, we got into two fights with them. Our first, our first fight as a team, we fought Ranch Bernardo. These guys, I think it might have been my my sophomore year. We're coming out. We just played a game. We lost. I can't remember who we played, but we're leaving, and Rancho Bernardo is going on to play next. And as we're leaving, uh, we're going through the door that 
Rancho Bernardo is waiting to come on to the to the rink, and one of them was being a dick. Like I think it was the goalie, was being a dick, just like saying some shit as we're like passing by them, and. I pass by him and I'm just kind of like, whatever, dude. I'm just going to like shake this off. It's not like a big deal. So we had this guy on our team named Devin. And Devin goes, uh, no, not you. He was way tougher than you. Uh, what the fuck? He goes, he, he, he steps up to the guy. And I remember I just circled around and I we all just started swinging on Ranch Bernardo players. On one guy? Okay. I thought you, was all, you were all swinging. No. No, we all started swinging on Ranch Bernardo players. And, we, and next thing I know... And I'm not saying like I'm a tough guy. I'm not. And uh, man, by the end of that, there was a bunch of Rancho Bernardo players on the ground, and all <laughs> all of I, us were like standing up, just being like, "All right, guys, see you later. Go have I, fun playing your game." I'll tell you this: Rancho Bernardo is not a tough school. So, I mean, the fact that you took out, you probably did it all, and you're probably being real nice right now and trying mm-hmm. to prop up your teammates. I realize you probably took them out all on your own. No, I took out one guy on my, my, okay. myself. Wink, wink. Yeah, one guy. He took out a whole team on his own, is my guess. You the guys, know. I mean, they were pussies back in the day. As far as I remember, they were, but Poway, I went to Poway High, they were pussies too. Uh, no, they had a good They had a good team back when we played. Actually, my, we, were, we were, were probably playing my buddy. My buddy was on the on the hockey team for a long time. Really? Well, for four years. <laughs> but, but yeah, he, he was killer on well, that Well, I'm, I'm way older than you. I don't, he, probably, he probably kicked your ass as a freshman. No, we got we got well, we got our we only had it for two years. We got what? it banned from Ramona. Oh well, that makes sense. We got in too many fights. That's so we stupid. literally we legitimately got in so many fights. Um. Yeah. Uh. It, it they, the the it wasn't even a CIF sport back then. It was a club. Okay. And this athletics director finally was just like, "You guys aren't. You're we're do- you're done. We got in so many fights." So, check, do you want to hear about one fight? I do. So, uh, we're playing San Marcos, and I must have been 17. Um, and the game is over. And my buddy... Uh, Real quick, he, where is this taking place? This like, is at Kit Carson Park in Escondido. Outdoors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, he, my buddy goes, man, this guy... We just played San Marcos. I can't remember if we won or lost. And... One of their players was like talking shit to uh, one of my teammates, and I was a little bit bigger at that time, so I was more of a. I don't know. I guess you could say he's saying take a picture at him. Um, he uh, he's, I, I'm a bigger guy on the right. team, and I, I occasionally fought like more than than other people on my team, and. So I was like, well, this guy was talking shit to one of my teammates, and he's like, yeah, this guy keeps talking crap to me. And I was like, oh, I'll fight him. So we're sitting there, like, getting, like taking our gear off, and I'm sitting at him, like, sitting there, like, talking shit to him. So this was a pre-negotiated <laughs> no. fight. Well, what well, you told your friend, I'll fight this guy. Yeah, I'm like, I'll, okay, who's talking shit to That's you? I'll, I'll, I'll fight him. So he, uh, I get the guy's attention, and I'm like, let's fucking go, man. You want to fucking fight somebody? Let's, I'll, I'll fight you. And... You know, we're bickering, but our parents kind of separated it. So, Oh, your parents were there? Yeah, of course parents were there. I'm in high school, dude. I don't know. So we, uh, we go out in, the, we go out in the, the parking lot, and it's my buddy. It's my best friend, Cliff, uh, another buddy named Travis, and I think my older brother. And this guy that I was talking shit to happens to walk right by us, like, you know, like not to. And I go, oh, there he is. And I walk up to him, 
And I, 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 uh, I give this guy respect. He, uh, you know, he, st- he stood and dropped his gear. And I walk up to him, and my dad happened to walk up. And my dad goes, Your dad helped you out. That's no. sick. Oh. My dad goes, uh, my, my, my dad goes, don't do it, Mickey. My dad, my dad used, to call me, used to call me Mickey. And this guy, he looks at me and goes, what? And for some reason, man, I threw a, I threw a right hand right into his nose. <laughs> and um, Jesus. My dad tries to grab me from behind and like kind of like wrap me up. I get away from my dad. This dude comes around my dad and I... Th- so you didn't even knock... You didn't even hurt him. Uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I fucking hurt him. But, but I, he, you I didn't, didn't even... He wasn't even swayed. He just got... He just went around Well, you. it's not over. Comes behind you for the German. So my dad kind of like comes... Like grabs me from behind and I get away from my dad. The guy comes around my dad and I, he, I think he took some punches at me and I just cracked him with another right hand oh, okay. so hard. Damn. And I like... I, I legitimately like... I've been in a lot of fights... And I've probably lost a lot more fights than I've won, but this is legitimately the hardest I've ever hit a guy in my life. <laughs> and uh, and then he was gone. I was like, I don't know where this guy just went to. Like, you know, like wait, he a, just walked away? There, no, there was a melee going on. Oh. Like by that time, like people had all run over and stuff like that. And it turns out my older brother came up from behind him and oh, wrapped shit. him up and threw him. And I, but he, I, I, I lost. You know, I lost. My brother was huge. He, my, this is my like. I think my brother might have been on the. The, on the gas, on the gas. But uh, he was—he'd he, gotten really strong at this time. <laughs> he was like a, <laughs> he was a senior in high school, and uh, it was so he uh, the, the fight was over. And I remember driving home, and my right hand was just killing me. I'm like, dude, I think I broke my hand. I didn't. It just I, I you know I, I didn't. So I saw this guy again at another game. We had a little bit of words. I don't think anything ever like came of it, and. Uh, Get this, fast fucking forward. So I was like 17 when that happened. I turned 21. Actually, I might have been 22 at this time. I'm working in the nightclub industry in Pacific Beach at Typhoon Saloon. I'm like pretty brand new there. I'm still, still, uh, you know, earning my stripes. I'm probably about four months, five months in. And I'm, I'm stocking a beer tub. Uh, beer tubs are like for, you know, like those random little satellite bars where girls will just sell basic stuff. And a guy looks at me with a girl, a guy and a girl. And the guy looks at me and goes, I know you. And I go, uh, okay. And he goes, you played hockey for Ramona High. And I go, yeah, I did. And he goes, I played for San Marcos. <laughs> and I go, oh, my God. This is the guy I fucking fought. And you guys were cool. So I go, I mean, this is fucking six years later. Like, you know, yeah. like, and I just go. Uh yeah, he goes. You punch. He goes. You punch me in the fucking face, and I go. Yeah, uh yeah, man. Sorry, that was like high school stuff. Sorry, <laughs> like I don't really like. I'm at work right now. Well, you don't know where this is going. Either. I don't know where this is going, and uh, he turned out being cool as shit. His name is Matt. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Matt would come by every so often. I would let him right in through the front door. Uh, we would talk. We'd be cool. I'd buy him some drinks. And then he was a bartender at Dave and Buster's. There it is. So I would go there sometimes, and he would hook me up. And I'd be like, all right, man. Cool, dude. I was going to say, it's so funny. Um, when you get in fights, with, for whatever the re- whatever the case is, when you get in fights with someone, you end up basically being friends afterwards, or at least friendly. 
anyway, yeah, you end up being friendly for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird. I don't know. You knock no. someone, get punched in the face, punch them in the face, and you're that's, like, all right. We're that's good. not the first time that's happened to me. I so my first fight. Well, not my first fight. I got beat up in fourth grade by an eighth grader one time. He had me in a headlock, and he was throwing punches. Apparently, there is no counter for that. No. No, there's no counter. I mean, you could you could do a, a German suplex. I don't know. Or I, back I suplex, lost. I guess. But anyways, I was in fourth grade. I got beat up by an eighth grader. Um, that's and, a massive difference. Oh, huge difference. Huge difference. I mean, like that's like, that's really bad. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, but hey, this guy, but it found, I found out later in life that a friend of mine that was older got into a fight with him and beat him up. No, so I, that's I all pretty, better. I was pretty stoked on that. But, um, so then I got in a fight, I think it was ninth grade, this guy named Jeff, and uh, <laughs> Jeff I'd grown up with, but Jeff was like the good looking dude, the surfer, uh, just seemed like he had a better life than, than me. You know, like <laughs> I wasn't the good looking guy. I wasn't the surfer. I didn't have the cool clothes, you know, a little bit, you know, poor of a family. He had a little bit, I think he came from a family, a little bit more money, you know, just, he's just cooler than you. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what my problem was with Jeff and it was probably all me. I was probably just being a jerk, just like a straight up hater. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we we had PE together mm-hmm. and we were playing ultimate Frisbee. You ever play old, old frisbee? I, yeah, kinda only like, in PE. Only in PE. Yeah, kind of like football, but mm, with frisbee. Yeah. you know that kind of stuff. And we we're on more opposite like teams. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, we we're on opposite teams, and a call happened. I can't remember. It's like one of those things where you have to like you know you call a foul or you call it, and you, it's it's one of those things where you guys have to figure it out yourselves. Like, and I can't remember what the dispute was, but. Jeff thought it was one way. I thought it was another way. And then eventually, I think I just gave him the, the, the call, right? I was just like, whatever, dude. And I might have called him an asshole. I think I called him an asshole. And he turns around and he goes, I'm not afraid of you. And he walks up and he pushes me. And I responded with a one-two. There you go. Just left, right, bap, bap. And then Jeff was like, okay. And he said, and bap, bap. And literally, from what I remember the fight and my buddy that watched the fight, <laughs> he goes, it was like you guys were just trading shot for shot. So this was a hockey fight? No, it, this was a stand-up like... No, but it sounds like a hockey fight where you're just throwing punches and no one falls um, just hitting each other. It was more like a boxing match. A hockey fight, I've been in plenty of those. And that's where you grab and throw yeah, up the yeah, cuts yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and stuff like that. This was like one-two. Take, I take one-two. That sounds I give terrible. one-two. Yeah, I don't know what... I mean, I had no... This is like my first real fight besides like punching my older brother. So, we um, we're, we're 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 punching each other, just trading shots, and I can hear the coach uh, uh, for the PE yelling from behind me. You know, he's telling us to stop, knock it off. But I can gauge where his voice is at. You're like, I'm gonna keep fighting until yeah. he's close enough. So we kept fighting, and Jeff can see that. You know, he's looking where the coach is coming from. I can just hear him. So Jeff and I are fighting. Pop, 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 pop. And finally, the coach got close enough where I was like, okay, we're about to, you know, the coach is either going to grab one of us and, 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 and rope us up or, you know, whatever. So we, and Jeff just looks at me and goes, okay, stop. Like, cause I think Jeff saw how close, how close the coach was. So I just uh, booked it towards the, uh, the bathroom 
I felt my nose and I saw there was blood and I was like, okay, I, I got to go to the bathroom and wash this off. Walk into the bathroom, I start um, cleaning up my nose and all of a sudden Jeff walks in. And I look at Jeff, we kind of look at each other and we're like, we're in fucking trouble, dude. <laughs> you know, like we just got into a fight, we're in trouble. So I, I look at Jeff and I go, you cool? And he goes, yeah. I go, and he, he goes back, he goes, are you cool? And I'm like, yeah. Hey, listen, let's go tell the coach, this is something that needed to happen and it's over now. We're cool, dude. So he's like, all right, cool. So we go out there, told the coach, like, listen, man, that was gonna happen. It's just, it's, it's not a big deal. Like, we're cool now, we promise you. And this was back in probably 97. So the coach just looks at us and goes, you guys, this, this bullshit's over with, you know, like basically making sure that it's done with. And we're like, yeah, we're fine. And he goes, okay, fine, go run a mile. Ha! That's it. After a fight? Yeah, so we just went and run a mile. Actually, we only ran three laps. Yeah, fuck but that. We were just talking. It was supposed to be seven. Yeah. I remember that shit. No, it was four. A mile's four. No. Uh, yeah. I guess it depends on the track. Yeah. So he, uh, Jeff and I just ran, you know, we lied. We only did three laps. And uh, we, him and I were cool ever since, man. We were cool. That's funny, dude. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, I don't know what it is. There's a bond that happens, right? Yeah. You guys, you're going to war, yeah. right? And whether it's the other side or not, that that's exactly what's taking place. Um it's funny you mentioned all this stuff. Oh, actually, real quick, before I move on, it's weird that certain sports police themselves, right? Yes. Like hockey, mm-hmm. let them fight it out. It's done. That's it. They fought. Go sit in a corner for two minutes, literally, yeah. <laughs> or five, right? Yeah. Five for fighting. Uh-huh. Go sit there for five minutes and come back out, and it's done. And that's it. Maybe, maybe occasionally they fight again. Maybe they have a second round, and that's it, and it's fucking over. Yeah. But, uh, you know, baseball has that too, right? You throw high and tight, you, you hit the were, guy. You and I were talking about this. Right. Hit the guy, charges the mound, bench is clear, that's it. You get a suspension maybe, whatever. It doesn't happen again. Um, it's weird because football, there's not a lot of fighting, right? You can't. First of all, that's a really hard fight to have. They, the fights happen in the trenches, or they happen when they run routes, you know what I mean? They're pushing and shoving each other, but yeah. there's not real fights that take place. They, they, they happen occasionally, but a lot, a lot of it turns in is more shoving matches, yeah, I think, that you see on the field. I remember uh, Deion Sanders got into it one time. They were just straight up like throwing shots, but they have like those big-ass helmets on, so you're not really doing too much damage... You're probably hurting your own hand more than you're hurting them. Well, there was a big... Um, this weekend, I think it was like the... I don't know if it was the 50th or 40th or whatever it was. Anniversary of Nolan Ryan. Oh, Robin Ventura. Yeah, the Nolan Ryan fight. He where charged, he charges the mound and Nolan goes, Nolan. Hey, just like you just said, you're in a headlock and now you're getting yep. punched. Yep. <laughs> There's not a whole lot you can yep. do about that. Yep. Man, yeah. I loved that. That was great. So I, apparently they play that clip before like every Texas Rangers That's game. That's fucking amazing. And the crowd goes crazy for it. And I guess whenever uh, – or something happened and they decided not to show it because I think they were playing the White Sox and it was some kind of like thing that they decided not to show it because – I think he was the manager of that team at one point, so that might have yeah. been why they didn't show it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a great clip of uh, – Nolan Ryan, what a great – did you ever get any any uh, little fist fights or anything? Like uh, that? I got in a couple scraps growing up and in middle school and high school, but nothing. I mean, it, it was always like a one and done. Yeah, I remember uh, the biggest fight that I avoid. Like this is one that I avoided. I'm so fucking glad I avoided it. I don't know how it happened. Um, I was a freshman, and it was a senior, mm-hmm. and uh, I just remember this guy wore this big ass bomber jacket. Yeah, and was super intimidating guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you looked at him; he was from the wrong side of town. Yeah, and um, 
<laughs> so we, we're getting our food, and there's a couple guys walking together, and the guy like flips his uh he, he flips his uh, his tray, yeah, bumps into him and drops all his shit on the ground. All his friends are laughing with him like, oh shit, dumbass, whatever. And I walk by it, I'm just like a little loud, like <laughs> that's funny, you know, like whatever, keep walking. Uh-huh. And the guy, of course, I'm not part of the group. Looks up, he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, huh? Just keep walking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know what's going on. No, 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 get back here. What the fuck was that? Like, uh, nope, nope, nope. All of a sudden, his friends circle around the other side, start pushing me back in. There's two on one side, two on the other. And I'm uh-huh. starting in the middle, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. I, I just, I, you guys were laughing. I laughed. You know, yeah. it's almost like Goodfellas. What am I, a clown to you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are you laughing yeah, yeah. at? And uh, I put my shit that he starts taking off his bomber jacket. I'm like, I'm about to die. I'm about to die. This guy is two feet taller than me. When I was a freshman, I was like, God, I was short. I, it took, like, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Not until my junior year did I go from like five foot six to six foot. And I weighed 160 at the end of my junior year. And by the time I was, you know, mid semester for my senior year, I was 190. So it took me a while to grow up. Get that, get that growth spurt. Hit that growth spurt, yeah. So I was probably like five two five three this guy's already six feet mm-hmm. and uh uh yeah i, I have no idea what you're fucking talking about i look up trying to find my friends i see my friends shirking back into the distance like back through the, the crowd is forming yeah. right there's a full crowd now and he's backing off into the distance uh his friends pushed me in the middle he starts talking some shit and thankfully the yard duty yard was there duty? To, yeah, yeah yard duty blowing the whistle and running in with the safe i'm like oh my god i almost died <laughs> That was the that was the one time. Everything else was not not event. I mean, a couple bloody noses, you know what I mean, or like you get a scratch on your face from a, getting a cut above your eyebrow or something like that. Yeah. But it was never, never anything major. It always was, you know, a couple punches and that was it. And then like, yeah. if, at the time, if you could go have a beer, you would have went and had a beer. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, whatever, dude. Like, all right, just are you cool? Yeah. And then you see him after school or something. You're like, you want to go hang out? Yeah, I guess. I uh, that's funny that you, so your friends left you high and dry. And kind of were like, oh, Dev, I got to go to class. <laughs> yeah. that, yo, I was the same way, man. Or I, ha- I had the same thing happen to me with my friends. None of my friends were fighters, right? None of my friends, like, are tough dudes. Right. I have one friend. His name's David. He's, he's kind of, he, he, he's down to throw down. He's got some funny, like, I, I'll probably spill some beans about him. But none of my friends are, like, tough guys, right? Like, they weren't, like, the cats going out, like, looking to fight or anything like that. My best friend is the best, is the biggest cheap shot, uh, cheap shot artist in the world when it comes to sports. Okay. And this is a, he's the reason. I, I love that. He's the reason I got into a lot of fights in hockey because he, he, he uh, so he's, he's, he's an incredible uh, athlete. But just, like, um, not like obviously like he's not going to go pro or anything like that, but he's just he's something who's really he's really well rounded when it comes to sports. And if you looked at him, you probably wouldn't think like, man, this guy's an athlete. But he just is very surprising. Like baseball, he's he's really good at it. Soccer, really good at it. Hockey, he was really good at it. And in soccer, he was one of those guys that would talk a lot of shit and then like cheap shot somebody. And then I like, love that. Yeah, that's my favorite. And same thing with like uh, hockey. Same thing. He was he, he would just cheap shot people and then like they would go after him and then I would have to dive in and like, <laughs> take care of it but um, you know I didn't have any like real tough friends and 
this one time we were at a party. I think I was oh I was seventeen years old. I was I was in my junior year of high school. I like that you keep reiterating seventeen. That way you can't get held accountable for anything. Well, if you're gonna, I was I was a minor at the. By the way, no, I was a minor at actually, the time. This is this is big. This is big. Okay. But also, I tell people if you're gonna fuck up, fuck up before you turn eighteen. Yeah. Um, Just not that massively. So we're at a house party, and these these girls they uh, they were sisters. Actually, their whole like they were like a part of this big family that was in Ramona, but. Uh, they would have parties often, and they had like pretty good parties. And this one time, uh, you know, Ramona is a small town, so you would sh- you would have people like that graduated like two years, you know, earlier show up to a high school party. You know, so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back I, in the day, it was normal. Yeah. But you think about it now, and you're like, what are you doing? Oh, I, I I I stopped. You know, I I didn't go to a high school party after I graduated. I was like, what are you guys doing? I'm glad you broke the chain. But um. Seeing see, this was really annoying for me being in high school and you're trying to date someone, yeah, and then it's like a 16 year old or whatever, like, oh, well, my boyfriend's in college, yeah. and whatever. You're like, what? Yeah, your yeah. boyfriend's in college, he's yeah. 19 or 20. What the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with him? Like, Jesus Christ, hate to break it to you, but your boyfriend ain't telling any of the things <laughs> about yeah. you. So weird, man. So, we're at this party, and these older guys show up. I'm talking like these cats are like 23, like they are older, right. And they come to beat up a guy that was there that was older than us. Jesus. And so a fight breaks out in the house. Like a pretty like crazy fight breaks out in the house. And between these older guys. And eventually it kind of spills out. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. But these guys uh, that, that came to start the fight, they, they wouldn't leave. So I was pretty good friends with these girls. And eventually I was at the front door and the last little like uh, the guy who was like kind of like, uh, what can you say? Like he, he was just kind of like talking shit as he left. I'm standing at the door and I, he, he's right at the door. Uh, the, the, he's right in the door frame. And I go, hey, man, just just leave, dude. And he looks at me and he goes, what? And he just jaw jacks me. Just a quick little like jab. Bap! And it turns my head. Right. And I look at all my friends. Like the, like all like the kids that are my age, and this is a gangster what I did. I look back at him and I go, "I'll give you that one." <laughs> <laughs> are you drunk at the time? Of course I've been drinking. Okay, yeah. I go, "I'll give you that one," and he didn't like he didn't like that, so he gave me another one, <laughs> and that's when I jumped on him and I started fighting this guy yeah. who was probably like well into his early twenties. Jesus! So I'm fighting him. And then another girl, I've, I've, I've mentioned her before about this fight. Uh, her name's Kira. She jumped in on the fight with me. She started Dang. beating. She started, be, she started uh, fight, uh, punching this guy with me. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Kira's, she's down. Kira tells Awa she's great. Yeah. <laughs> she's strong so style. this guy, another older guy who thought he was breaking up the fight, because I had this guy. This was a hockey fight for me. I grabbed the guy by the, the collar. There you and go. I started, I started uh, throwing right hands at him. Um, another guy, he comes up behind me thinking he's breaking up the fight, grabs me around the waist and throws me. And like I said, I've been drinking. I land in the lawn, and all of a sudden, no I see, sold that shit. All Sprung sudden, right back up. All of a sudden, I see people start rushing me. Oh Jesus! And I have, I think, four guys fucking kicking me on the ground, <laughs> and I I was scared, dude. I like this was like some scary shit because I didn't know who the hell these guys yeah. were. So they were all uh, they they were kicking me on the ground and they back up and they're like who the fuck is this guy and I'm just like you guys are fucking pussies I'm a junior in high school <laughs> and of course they didn't like that so I fucking they start kicking me some more and eventually I I, I I got an out and I ran I ran away 
and uh, none of my friends helped me out on that one. And I was like, eh. I, "Fuck I, you guys!" Well, no, I was kind of, I was kind of like, maybe like upset about it at the time. But I look back at it now, and I go, "Dude, it, it would have probably gotten worse yeah. if they jumped in, you know, and they could have gotten hurt." So I'm just like, "Eh, whatever, dude." Like, and then that's kind of like when I learned, like, yeah, my friends probably aren't gonna. And I've been, <laughs> I had been in, I since then I had been in multiple situations where I had been surrounded by dudes, and. Like that want to fight me, yeah. And I would not even let my friends know. I like I'd be by myself, and my friends would be over there, and I'd be like, "Okay, let's see what happens." Like, because <clears throat> I just knew my friends; they weren't like they're just not those kind of people. What What's weird is, um, I mean, you're talking about all this fighting and hostility, and um, you know, I had mentioned that there's sports that police themselves when it comes to fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I can't recall a single locker room I've been in that a fight broke out. I've seen one I actually jumped in. And really, I, I regretted it. For in a wrestling locker room. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think you were there. Shut the fuck up. AWF. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you came in to hold someone back. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I I regretted it because the guy ended up pulling my fucking beard. <laughs> He gave you the old miracle on 34th Street. Check to see if it was real. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm almost wondering if I should tell this story because it's like that's a really good one, man. You know it, what? It, oh man, now that I remember. Okay, so I do remember that was okay. That was a pretty wild, wild event because that was the only fight I've ever seen in a locker room. Really? But it wasn't much of a fight. It, it was wasn't. Like, no, no, it was a hit and run. No, yeah, it was a hit. And run. It could have gotten really bad if if people didn't jump in though. They could have gotten. That really was interesting. Bad. The story behind it is interesting too. It's so funny. It's I not our story tell to it. tell. I want to tell. I don't it. think it's our story to tell. Well, I got my I got my beard pulled. It was okay. happened right in front of me. It's kind of our story to tell. Do we do names or no names? I think you have to, but I don't. Oh know. fuck! What if you just do generic? This person it was won't massive. Work. It what? won't work. It won't work. It won't work. God, maybe. Maybe, maybe I'll, next episode. Maybe I'll run it past some people. Run it past see. some people. You know, it was. I'll I'll say this little guy versus big guy. Yes, massive guy, massive difference. Hit and run, and then lots of aftermath. It Tons of fucking aftermath. And I, it's like that natural instinct that I have because I worked in nightclub security for so long. Where like if I see shit popping off, I feel like I have to help like break it up. And uh, since then, I've I've been able to kick that habit. Now I'll just watch. But it that's the only one, right? Uh. I think so. Yeah, I've seen people get heated after a match yeah. or talk shit, but it was, it was it's never gone past that. No, I've gotten mad before uh, at some people, and luckily I heard this thing. I think it's a Chris Hero thing, where he said like, if you ever get mad, just take five minutes. Right after, like, if you ever get mad during a match, uh, you know, if you if you're upset with the person that you just wrestled because I don't know, maybe something happened that was too stiff or dangerous or whatever as soon as you hit the 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 curtains to go backstage just take five minutes to kind of relax and and breathe and that way you can talk about it rather than throw a punch or or get heated i have seen people get yelled at but um i think adam was here at this event that i'm about to talk about so there was a time where i had to take five minutes Mm -hmm. it was uh the day before a show and I got in an, an insane car accident. My uh, transmission fell out of my car mm-hmm. 
and my car spun around on the freeway and rolled like like the transmission dropped out of the car jesus scraped on the on the on the pavement my car i mean there's nothing once your transmission's out there's nothing you could do right so the car locked up spun around and this is in the middle of everyone going 70 miles an hour spun a couple times thank god i didn't get no cars hit me i don't know how the fuck that happened i was i'm watching cars fly by me as i'm spinning and then the car rolls a couple times and i'm upside down and uh it's so stupid, right? Because at the time, I'm like, you know, I'm still wrestling, I'm still training. Have some, I think I might have been West Coast Heavyweight Champion at the time. And, uh, like, <clears throat> in my head, my stupid wrestling head, my stupid young guy head, I'm like, oh, I should sell this. <laughs> or, like, I'm like, <laughs> or I'm like, oh, I should, oh, dude, a flare bump right now would be hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, but I literally didn't get hurt at all. Um, I, the, the roof, my roof was crushed. So I had to crawl out of my window, uh, my driver's side window. And the one thing that I got is when I, as I crawled out, a little piece of glass nicked my hand mm-hmm. and that was it. Um, the next night that I was, I was scheduled for a match. And I was like, I should probably not do that match. Like, just in case there's something internal. Like, I, yeah, you, who knows? I maybe got concussed from that, and I have no idea. And, um, you know, I was very sore, obviously, from being in a fucking crazy rolling accident. And uh, so the next night, I, I did the match anyway. And I told them, I was like, hey. Workhorse, man. Work, hey, you know what I mean? You, sometimes you got to carry a company. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And uh, it actually wasn't West Coast. But uh, I was like, hey, I got in a really terrible accident last night. Like, here's pictures of my non-existent car anymore. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, I, I just, I don't know if I'm okay. I'm going to wrestle anyway. Let's just try to be safe about this. And uh, immediately in the match just took some really heavy forearms, like, mm-hmm. to the face and the head. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just tell you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I took two of them, and I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Three, four. So the match turned stiff very fast. And um, afterwards, I took a couple minutes to myself, and I was like, okay, I'm <laughs> pretty fucking heated right now. I take this very seriously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if there's something wrong with me. Because um, I, I was dizzy for a little bit afterwards. Um, and uh, they were actually decently well known <laughs> the person <laughs> and they were trying to like uh there was multiple people involved in the match and so they were like giving critiques of it or whatever and i was just taking my my five minutes and someone was talking to me and i was answering their questions by the way i'm still listening to what the guy's saying and i'm trying to actually avoid the person talking to me like the fan that came up that was talking to me too mm-hmm. uh and went back and he kind of reamed me and i i guess i said something that wasn't appropriate at the time or whatever i because i got shit after the fact from other people but oh yeah but the five minutes helps yeah <laughs> the five minutes helps the one the one so this, I'll, I'll tell this because i was you know uh the one time that i got really upset and uh i i, I if the person would have come right back through the curtain i would have I, I wouldn't have fought him i would have really yelled at him and, and and you know laid into him was uh so Julius Judas yep. and I had a match and it was at the SoCal Pro training facility, you know one of the little house shows, little yeah. school shows, and he uh, it was a submission match. It was the second match of our little trilogy that we had, and it was a submission match. So he he went over on a single leg Boston Crab, and sometimes Judas gets really like into it, you know like. You're in the ring with him, and you're like, whoa, man, 
are we like really fighting? Because like you are really like you're re like, but it's a good thing too, right? Like that he has this kind of emotion and he shows it in the ring and it portrays to the to the to the audience. But uh, so he, you know, he gets the victory. He puts me in the single leg uh, Boston Crab. I'm tapping, and he wrenched it. Damn, he wrenched it. Like so, my lower back is in a lot of pain, and I'm tapping and I'm tapping. And we didn't say, hey, you know, we didn't agree. Hold it. We didn't agree in the back to hold it. We just, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Single leg Boston Crab. I'll tap. That's that's it. I've seen the video. Yeah. So he uh, he held on to it for probably like 15 seconds, which when you're in that kind of pain is a very long time, <laughs> you know? So he, uh, he you know, I, I tap, I'm tapping and he's holding it. He, I'm tapping. I'm, he's holding it. And uh, finally he lets go. And the ref comes over to me, and uh, his name is Alex. And he goes, Mike, you okay? And I go, tell Julius I am so fucking pissed off at him right now. <laughs> and I rolled out, and uh, and I go in the back. And I think Ricky Mandel came up to me, and I told him, I'm like, I am so fucking mad right now. I'm By the way, Ricky just got married. No, that, that's a joke. Was that a, that was yeah, a joke? I hit him up. I hit oh, him up. fuck. So I uh oh thanks for telling me. I tell uh I tell fuck Ricky you Ricky. This. Sorry, fuck you Ricky. You I got it hook line and sinker. That's fucked up. Yeah. So I was going to say congratulate fuck you. No, no, no. Fuck you Ricky. Okay. Okay, but he's cool. He's so I, Ricky, uh, you're still cool, right? We're I'm good. talking to Ricky about this. You, uh, <laughs> so I I've said five things this whole podcast. I'm talking to Ricky about this and Ricky goes, "Yeah, okay. Let him have it." And Julie, but Julius had to cut a promo afterwards, and I think he went pretty long. And I was back there, and of course that gave me the time to cool to down. Better about it. And of course, by the time Julius came back, I was I was I was already like chill, and I was kind of like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like putting me in that kind of..." Old... And then, you know, I told him like, "Hey, man, that was way too long that you held on to that. You cinched it in way too hard." And you know, he was like, "Hey, I'm sorry." And, but by that time, it it had completely de-escalated to just a conversation rather than if he had just come through that those the, those uh those curtains i would have like blown up on him mm. so yeah if any of you young, young wrestlers out there if you're ever in that kind of situation take five minutes speaking of blowing up uh there was something wrestling related that blew up this weekend marty Jannetty killed a guy <laughs> killed a guy <laughs> killed a guy and admitted to it on facebook right or at least that's what he's claiming. Yeah. Uh, Marty, man. Marty the one-man party. Oh, dude. Marty the one-man party. Yeah, I don't know. He, so uh, if anybody doesn't know, Marty Jannetty went on Facebook, told a story about how he was 13 years old, I think trying to buy weed, and he was trying to buy some weed from a uh, co-worker at a bowling alley, and that guy... Am I correct on this, Adam? Yeah, and I mean, I, ha I have it up right here. You want to okay. read it? But I'm, I'm just like kind of Cliff's note. I mean, he says some here. shit. I don't really want to repeat. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so, so well, no, no, no. Let's get Adam on record with this. He, uh, <laughs> he says that he was trying to buy weed from this guy who was a coworker. Apparently, this coworker tried to rape him, uh, allegedly. Yep. Um, and Marty somehow made this guy disappear. Am I correct? That's the terminology, yeah. right? Disappear, which makes it sound like he killed him. And he, which, which he then came through and said, "I never said I killed him. I just said he disappeared." Okay. Yeah, he deleted his he deleted his Twitter account. Well, he he said he threw him in some kind of river, right? 
Yeah, they said they should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. Yeah. Well, here's here's what's interesting, right? It's so well, there's a lot of interesting things about. The, first of all, admitting to murder is one thing, but he goes, he says something like, "If my brother would have found out, he would have killed him." So, so I made him disappear, or something like that. Is that right, Adam? Yeah. So it's like it, my brother would have killed him. So I did it anyway. Moving on. Yeah. And the other interesting this thing is this this post was about like a breakup. Like he was yeah, like, it, breaking up with someone, or like no, it was him confessing his love for someone. It was his love for someone. He go he's he goes about uh, how he made the guy disappear, but then he says, "But Winnie, the girl in these pics, I likes you so damn much. Probably my favorite. But I promised myself way back then nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your f- fucking Jamaican jealousy." That's what I mean. So he you broke. Can go your own way. Up. I don't need you. I, I guess. Yeah. So so he this talks, thing's all over the place. So he so. talks about murdering someone and is like, you know what? But fuck you. Like you cheated on me or your Jamaican jealousy. Like fuck you. We're broken up now, basically. But like, who tells a story about murdering someone in the same breath? They're like, I'm done with this chick. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. That's it's, some pretty it's heavy. Pretty interesting. Shit. And now people are calling like they want like an investigation done. Into, well, I think like, they immediately the whatever police in that area immediately open an investigation on which tells that you possible, that the guy died. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. Opening an investigation just means you're looking into it, and obviously, yes, you can say like, was there a coworker that no longer showed up to work? I mean, this must have been what fucking thirty years ago. How more old's than Mar- that. How old's Marginetti? More than that. Because when was when was the barbershop window? That was at least twenty five years. That was ago. in like the eight. That was in the late eighties, right? So, so probably almost thirty years ago, right there. Yeah, or or so, it is thirty years ago. Jesus Christ! So it's got to be forty years ago. It's it's a very very long time. Evidence is gone. Evidence is gone. Yeah. All you have is Marginetti saying something, and that is a not. That's not enough to convict. Believe it or not, believe it or not. Unless they found a body previously, and they're like, "Oh, we need to tie it to that's someone." That's true, but still, you, that's still not enough. People, people, uh, believe it or not, will confess to to crimes that they. Have oh not yeah, committed. of course. But How but many- not in this situation. Not on a face. Not a random Facebook post. When there's five people in a room or two people grilling them for hours and hours and hours and hours. Yes, you have evidence of that. You don't have evidence of people going online admitting to a, a committing a well, murder that wasn't being forced into. You know how many random old dudes confess on their deathbed that they were the Zodiac killer? Yeah. Like, yeah. and they're all just like debunked immediately. Like, no, you weren't. Yeah, like, exactly. You have to have evidence, and a lot of this evidence is 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 no longer around. Okay, Mike, you're you're 89 years old. You're on your deathbed. You're confessing to something. It's not true, but you just want to rile people up. What are you confessing to? Uh, let's see. Right now. I just want. I just want to like stir the pot. Yeah, you're just you're just starting shit. What was a big deal? What was a big deal in my lifetime? I mean, nine eleven. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not. It's not a good one. Uh, uh, nothing. You got nothing. Oh, I'm patient zero with uh, COVID nineteen. Fuck. Yeah. Or you lab. You you created it. I created it. Yeah. That That's was there. Like people would be like, "Oh my god!" When I had nothing to. Adam, find. you're 89 years old. You're on your deathbed. You're 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 telling someone you're con- you know, hey, I did. You're trying to convince them that this is a confession to something. What is it? Uh, it's a bullshit confession. Dude. Yeah, it's not real. It's you're just. Well, stir- I'm, trying, I'm just trying to think about something that like 
They're just starting. Nobody shit. knows like what happened to this or that. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of something. I, don't know, I can't think of anything. Like it'd be funny to be like, uh, yeah, I shot JFK. Yeah, I mean that like, one. It's like obviously they're like, hey, yeah. dipshit, you you weren't even fucking born yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so people confessed to a lot of things. I was uh, the third that, member of the NWO. They're like, what? Get the, the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, You were nine. They uh, People do confess to crimes that they, they didn't commit, and the and police go, yeah, sorry, dude, you're a did you Did you ever watch WCW pay-per-views on... Uh, no. We're, uh, no I, or, or, okay, WWF 2. Okay. The problem is I was always paying for the WWF ones. Yeah. I used to watch w, WCW pay-per-views on like the Squiggly pay-per-view channel. Oh, like the Spice Channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whatever... By the way... That's how poor people have to watch pay-per-views, Devin. None of you kids know what the Spice Channel is. I hate you so much right now. Baby Spice, Posh Spice, they were all there. Not the right Spice. Oh, okay. I paid for a different programming then. (laughs) Never mind. Shout out to my girls from England. What's up? You guys don't remember that Spice Channel? I remember. Oh, no, I, oh, do no, I, I remember do. it? Oh. Jesus Christ! It's my he just confessed to paying for it when he was like twelve years old. No, my friend. Uh, they had the the cheat sheet. They had the cable guy come over and spike oh, their box. Really? Yeah, the cable guy. Yeah, yeah. Cable Hooked him up. Cable guy. Yeah. By the way, great movie. Yeah. I just watched it recently. So underrated. So good. So underrated. Well, it was very uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable movie. Funny story, uh, real quick. So a year ago, my wife and I are in Cabo, and we happened to meet these two Spice girls. Channel. There you go. We happened to meet these two girls. They were from New York. Pretty girls, blonde hair, about the same age of us. And I think on like day two when we met them, we're like, oh, what do you guys do? And one of the girls is like, I'm a personal assistant um, for like a celebrity. And I go, oh, that's cool. Who? And she goes, Ben Stiller. Oh, go, shit. Really? That's awesome. I go, can you tell him I love Cable Guy? That was the first thing that came to mind because <laughs> he wrote that movie. That's hilarious. I was like, and she goes, I will. And he'll actually probably be happy to hear that you say that. Dude, there's a show on HBO. Well, it was on HBO a long time ago. I think it was BBC before that or something. It's called Extras. Have you ever seen this? No. This is one of my favorite, like, shitty comedies, like a dark, like The Office. You know what I mean? It's like a, kind of a depressing comedy. Um, this was like a depressing comedy on HBO. Uh, it was a British comedy starring Ricky Gervais. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Same same line as The Office. Uh, Ricky Gervais and someone else that he's had in, in, in a lot of his shows. Um, where he's starting Stephen out, Merchant. he's an extra. What, what's up? Stephen Merchant was on it, too. Stephen Merchant was on it. I'm trying to think of the girl's name. Have you seen Extras? I mean, her name is Ashley Jensen, but I don't know who she is. Have you watched Extras? No. It's so good. It's very... Listen, if you like Ricky Gervais at all... Go watch it. It's so fucking good. It's not in like HD because it was before HD, but it's it's so goddamn good. There's so many great, great cameos. One of the cameos is Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. So in this show, he's just an extra. The show is called Extras because he's an extra. He's trying to make it. He's trying to get lines on a show so he can get you know eventually get a movie part, whatever the case is. So him and his friend are only extras, and they're doing what they can to make it in in, in show business. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the episodes is centered around. It's like a, a World War II movie, and um, the director of the movie is Ben Stiller. <laughs> and Ben Stiller is directing this World War he's, t- oh, he's trying to convince the, the, the staff, you know, we're telling this guy's story, and this guy's so important. Or maybe it wasn't World War II. Maybe it was something else. Was, I think it was like a some war in the Middle East. Or whatever. We're telling this guy's story because it's, you know, it's so good. It's so important. His family had all these tragedies and whatever. And the whole time, he's just, like, putting himself over. 
So he's like talking about it. He's like, look, this money, this this movie's not going to make like Along Came Polly money, but like, let me just say this. Like, Along Came Polly, like, I know you guys saw it because it was like the number three movie in, 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 in 2003 over the summer, you know, highest grossing movie on August ever. I'm just saying. <laughs> he would like do this shit, just put himself, but he put himself over for Along Came Polly or. Or like whatever it was, so hard, some shitty like Ben Stiller movie that was so bad. But uh, <laughs> oh, not the movie. All his movies are fucking funny, but like it was. Besides, uh, the Heartbreak Kid's one of my favorite movies ever. That's a good one. Uh, besides WWE, have you ever done extra work for anything else? Like, un- uh, like not wrestling related. Uh, no, I did. What'd you do? I was in Three Eleven's video. I can't remember what song it's called. We were... Hold on. Did you send it to me or did I send it to you where we were going to go do some extra work for Bill and Ted? The new Bill and Ted. I think you might have sent me something about that and I told you to like, get fucked. Yeah, fuck you, man. You like Bill and Ted. Oh, I do. I like Keanu's one of my But you didn't want to go do extra work but for But he it. wasn't going to be there, I don't think. No. Get the fuck out I'm of telling here. you. So uh, when I was... I think I might have been 20. My, my roommate, uh, Alec, he... Uh, him and I are big 311 fans. I've seen 311 more times than I can count. So he was on like their fan page or some shit like that. Yeah. And he goes, hey, Mike, uh, I got invited to go do extra work. Do you want to do it? It's paid. We have to go up to L.A. Uh, on this date. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go, man. 311, fuck yeah. So we show up. We're hanging out in this parking lot. And that's when I realized like that shit moves so so slow. Right? Oh, extra work. Yeah, well, yeah. just like making. I mean, a music video is what three, four minutes long at the most, and it's just hours upon hours upon hours of fucking nothing. Uh, so I couldn't even imagine doing like a movie, you know. So we show up. We're sitting in this parking lot for forever, man, just forever. And there's all these big three eleven marks, like. I thought I was a. It's it's almost like it's almost like wrestling for me. I thought I was a fan, and then I hung around like real like wrestling fans, and I was like, oh, I don't know shit, you know. Like I was like a casual fan that decided to try and get in the business. Um, same thing with this three eleven stuff. All these kids wanted to do was talk, was talk about three eleven, talk about three eleven, and my friend Alec and I are just like we fucking like despise these kids. Trying to leave, bro. So we uh, finally. I don't know who the hell the guy was. He looks at me and goes, you want to play basketball? And I'm like, hell yeah. And he looks at my friend Alec and goes, you want to play basketball too? And, and we're like, yes, like we'll play basketball. So he's like, all right, come with me. And he grabbed like a couple other guys. And then some little motherfucker jumped in the line that wasn't invited. Fuck that guy. And so he took, he somehow screwed my friend Alec out of going and, and playing basketball. So we walk up to this uh, trailer and they're like, okay, guys, go ahead and put your uniforms on. And uh, we're like, what? Okay. Go in there. And it's the it's the uh, costume department or whatever. So they start handing us T-shirts or, uh, I'm sorry, jerseys, but old school, like, throwback jerseys and throwback shorts. Like, high, high shorts, you know? Now I have no problem wearing them because the thighs are looking good. I've worn trunks in front of crowds. But back then I was 20 years old. And you're telling me to wear like these like high high shorts. I was like so embarrassed. But anyways, then all of a sudden the bassist for 311 comes into the trailer and is like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And then the the guitarist for 311 comes in, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm hanging out with like 311 right now. <laughs> and so we uh, 
they take us to this gymnasium. We're all gimmicked out with the bassist and we're supposed to be playing basketball. And then like, it's supposed to be like a crowd, like a mosh pit, like breaks out of like the, the venue, the music venue and is, is mosh pitting everywhere. And I'm playing basketball with the, I'm actually teamed. I, I, I'm guarding like the, uh, the, the bassist for 311. And we're playing basketball and just shooting hoops. And whenever it was like in between takes, all the other kids would just hound the bases for 311. Well, I would just be like over in this like corner, like sh- like taking like free throw shots and like, I'm not, you know, I wasn't like some like huge Mizark. And, uh, <laughs> but I, but then like during takes, I would like be talking to the bases. And you're like, so Amber, that's a sick song. Yeah. He's like, it might, been, it might have been before Amber. <laughs> But anyway, so then I we're done shooting that scene, and I go back to my friend, and my friend's heated. He's so upset. He like wants to fight the kid that took his spot. And uh, we think about it, man. We've been there for like eight hours right. already. So we walk up to the little desk check-in area. Him and I are like, hey, let's just get the fuck out of here, dude. Like we have to drive back down to San Diego. We we had to get up there early. We've been there for like eight this hours. Sounds like extra work. Oh, it, it was horrible. So we. Uh, we uh we go to the little check-in people because we're getting paid for this it's paid we go up to the check-in people and we're like hey guys we're gonna leave uh you know just to let you know and they're like no you guys can't leave yet we still got to do the the concert footage and then 311 is gonna put on a free concert for you guys like we don't want that and we were like listen we're cool man like i've seen 311 so many times (laughs) him and i had seen 311 so many times we're like we just want to go home by this time you've been out in the hot sun and on asphalt it just you're drained so we left, and, and the girl was like, okay, well, you're not going to get paid. And we're like, we'll eat it. You know, it's not a big deal. We just want to go home. What was the payday for that? Like, I think we got bucks? paid like 150 bucks because we actually ended up getting paid. It's the, the, the checks oh, nice. showed up in the mail, and we're like, oh, shit. We still got paid. Connecticut. There you go. Yeah, but uh, extra work. Like, that kind of stuff sucks. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a huge difference between extra work for like WWE, right, and and for like movies and and uh, and music videos and all that kind of stuff. Because even in like, I had a great time doing extra work whenever I did it for for WWE. Like it was still fun, right? Oh yeah, so it's very interesting. Yeah, it's very cool to check out and see how things work. And I mean, they're they're a machine, they're a system. It's and not, obviously, you want to work for them, right? So you're like, oh, how's this work? Whereas, yeah. like, I'm, I'm it's I'm, almost like an inter- like a one day. Hey, get you get a one day internship. Yeah, just shut the fuck up and and walk around and check shit out. Yeah, because I'm not looking to be like a musician as much as I would love to be. I just have no musical skills, so it's like obviously right. I'm not going in this direction. But I do know how to wrestle, and I would wrestle for this company and you get yeah you get a behind the scenes look speaking of wrestling for the fed every time you go there right you hope to be the guy and i'm never you hope to, you're, you're not the guy i'm not the fucking guy um one of my favorite wrestlers of all time all time was razor ramon yeah not Chico. scott hall it was razor ramon razor ramon was the shit he got inducted in the hall of fame as razor ramon right uh, I don't know. I think he went in as Razor. He he should have. Uh, he might have gone in twice. I think he did the NWO and went in as yeah. Razor. By the way, his Hall of Fame speech was great. Did you hear the final the final line of his Hall of Fame speech? Uh, bad times don't last forever. Bad guys do. Yes. Yeah. So good. So fucking good. Um, that's baller, right? To go out yeah. on that line. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we uh we took a, a week or two off from our our promo class promo corner. What's it called, Adam? Whatever you want to call it. All right. It's promo class corner with the kaiju corner. Um, and it's uh, I, I wanted to do uh, Razor Ramon because when he came in to the, to the Fed, he, his promos were such dog shit. 
They were so fucking bad. But I loved them. I ate it up. I, I was hook, line, and sinker. That was me. You thought the Razor Ramon uh, uh, promos were bad? The vignettes? I thought they were awesome. Jesus, get the fuck out. The vignettes that he did before he ever showed up were so bad. So when did, bad. When did Razor Ramon debut in, in WWF? Because I, I want to know what age I was. Because that was... You're probably like that was nine. A, was it early, early 90s? I don't know. Was it early 90s or something like that? 93, maybe? When was the ladder match? 95. 95 was the ladder match? Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering at what age I was, because I thought Razor Ramon was sick. He was sick. The promos were cool at the time, but you look at it now and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, you look at, you know, guys who cut promos. I mean, what's funny too is when he first debuted in uh, WCW, when they were the outsiders, they came in through the crowd and shit like that. So sick. He still had his, like, Razor Ramon voice, and it took a while for that. It's so so weird and jarring. I I think the Fed tried suing them for likeness. I mean, I guess he looks like himself. <laughs> well, he just kind of portrayed the character still. Like, right. He was under the name Scott Hall, but he still very much portrayed Razor Ramon. Right. And that was part of the, the thing, right? It was like, oh, it looks like an actual invasion angle. It looks yeah. like two of the top guys from the Fed are invading WCW, which uh very that interesting. Was, that was good stuff, So man. good. So fucking good. He debuted on August 8th, 1992. Okay, so I was 10 years old. Okay, that makes sense. Hook, line, and sinker. Me too. Hook, line, and sinker. Um, Adam, can we, we've got three of them queued up. I don't know if we're going to watch all of them. But can, Adam, can you set us up with the first one here? Th- these were all these were all vignettes before he ever debuted. So I don't know. I was going to do the original one, the number one, the first one he ever did, but I, I can't recall which one was which. Adam, just go ahead and play the first one. Hello to Razor Ramon. Check my ride, man. He's a Cadillac, man. Custom made for Razor. You know, Chico, 90 miles away, they're living like pigs. They're living in squalor, man. They're eating garbage. People telling them what to do. Nobody telling Razor Ramon what to do, man. Nobody. I coming to the WWF. Nobody going to stop me. Nobody going to tell Razor Ramon what to do. El Jefe. Razor Ramon. I wouldn't exactly buy a used car. Check out my ride, home. He's custom just for Razor. It's a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is that? Like, I, I don't know. I get it. He's, it's so funny because you've seen the behind the scene, scene stuff, and obviously you're just looking at the comparisons. He's going for the Scarface character mm-hmm. but i'm like he's is the delivery is so slow and so stale and so over the top and like you look at him you're not like this guy is cuban <laughs> you're not like you know this guy is from the area he's just it's just ugh. so here so you, bad you've heard the story love him the love back him. the backstory of how he pitched that to to vinnie mac right? he did it he did it in the on the office right he did the 
But Vinnie Mac, apparently Vinnie Mac doesn't live outside of like the WWE, right? He doesn't really right. like know a lot of stuff. So he'd never seen Scarface. So Scott Hall comes in and says, hey, I got this character and does that character. And Vinnie Mac is like, it's awesome because he didn't know it was, Star- it was Scarface. Right. He's just copying Scarface. And uh, it's so funny. Like we've, we've talked about this, how, you know, wrestling will show you where where society was right. in that in that time and if somebody came out doing that character who is Scott Hall's I don't know his uh ethnic origins and background looks italian to me but his name is guess. Scott Hall right so yeah. there's nothing cuban about that or his <laughs> any kind of hispanic in that <laughs> and he's saying like when he says 90 miles away he's talking about cuba right, right? and he's like they're living in Garbage. It's like eating like pigs. It's like whoa. Like nowadays, he that that would catch so much heat. But back then, you're like, fuck yeah, bro. You fucking from Cuba? That's cool, dog. Like, <laughs> but that's like that's like having a, a ginger haired, ginger bearded Mike Camden yeah. show up. Like, hey yo, hey yo, check out my ride, homes. But it's also <laughs> so funny how he embraced that character so much. He's still like. If you, I remember, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about Scott Hall. Right, me neither. I, I only know, I only knew Razor Ramon. Yeah. I didn't know anything about uh, Scott Hall's pre- previous uh, wrestling uh, experiences or characters or anything like that. I didn't even know about the Diamond Stud. It was so bad. And uh, so when I, for years upon years, obviously Razor Ramon is, is who I know him as. And then when he jumped ship over to WCW and just as Scott Hall, but he still kept that. Uh, that Scarface, Razor Ramon persona. Then I went back and I watched uh, clips of him doing um, promos prior mm-hmm. to the Razor Ramon character, him as Scott Hall. Right. And you're like, oh, he's a white guy. Yeah. He he talks like a hick, you know. <laughs> like it's really it's trippy and to see how how much he he almost worked himself into a shoot. Right. With that character. Oh fuck, dude! I so we. Uh... We worked with a promoter that said, you know, back in the day, he used to do, uh, like, help with ring work for uh, WCW. Uh-huh. And he said they came back, I think it was a pay-per-view, and came backstage from pay-per-view one time. And he said Scott Hall just had, like, a, a mountain of coke in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I mean, who, who knows if that's true? I'm sure Scott Hall himself has admitted to such things. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like... To come in the back of a pay per view, yeah, <laughs> and just show like you know, just putting shit away, and like, oh hey, whoa, Jesus! Did Good. you ever see his E sixty? I don't think ESPN. I did. Oh, do you ever see it, Adam? It's so that impressive. was back in the day, though. Uh, it was pretty long ago. Yeah, it was like two thousand and two or some shit like that. Man, right? no, no, no. It's probably Not that far back. the E sixty. It's probably from like six years ago or so. It's oh, on okay, YouTube. If anybody wants to watch it, I'll check it's it out. It's so sad. It's oh. so sad. It's almost like uh, the wrestler. Randy the Ram sad, you know, but uh, man, that really, guy, is that bad? If you watch this, did his life just crumble around him? And obviously, like this is prior to him uh, getting cleaned up by DDP okay. and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, Razor Ramon was—he's he, just fantastic. I love <clears> the character. Um, what I was gonna say something, I can't remember. Uh, if anybody go check out that E60, it's just—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, it's one of those things where if like if your wife or my wife watched that, they'd be like, "You're not wrestling. Exactly. Get the fuck out of exactly. here." Exactly. Yeah. What was it, I gonna say about him? He was, there was something. 
I was going to say about that character, and I can't remember what I was going to say now because I. Oh, I, it, the only thing I wanted to say is it's funny because like that's one of the few times, just just like with Kofi, where the accent completely disappeared at some yeah. point. Um, by the way, like even though he was super over his razor, obviously when he, even after he lost the accent in WCW, dude, one of my favorite gimmicks on the mic ever because it's not really a promo. Uh-huh. <clears throat> But him showing up in WCW once NWO was over and just dropping the Ayo. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd and the crowd was there for it every time. Somebody uh put out on Twitter a video, it's maybe two minutes, three minutes long, of him at ECW when ECW was still, I think, a little bit smaller. But he must have been advertised, so it's a packed house. And he comes out as uh, an outsider so this must have been when did he jump ship like 96 97 probably 96 yeah but right? this was I think this was after 2000 I think this was really? during a time when he wasn't in WCW anymore really That's or they or they lent or I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't they might have lent him out uh, yeah, but I wouldn't imagine unless Bischoff was gone, he wouldn't have done Paul Heyman any favors. Really, I maybe don't know. they were. Maybe this is after they signed. But with, they had uh, no idea he was there. You can just tell the crowd because no one really knows what the music is until he yeah. walks out. But they uh, have you seen the clip that I'm talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking. So about. he uh, he comes out. He looks great. He's in good shape. He comes out in uh, the red the red and black the outsiders gimmick, and man, he works the crowd. He works them. I gotta and watch then this. It all leads up. This entrance all leads up. To those two fucking words, hey yo, hey yo, and the crowd erupts. And this Damn. is kind of so. This is the kind of stuff, right? Where like people will be like, "I'm over, man." You, but they went out there and did fifty fucking moves that meant right. nothing. This man walked to the ring with the biggest ovation, and then got a bigger ovation from two fucking words. That's oh, great. and he did that thing where he uh, he ju- he jumps, yeah, you know, does those little stutter steps, and then he opens Throws up his, his arms. arms out. I, another huge pop. And you're just like, well, where the fuck do you go from there? You know, you just. Well, I mean, what would that be today? I mean, that'd be the equivalent of, say, I don't want to say John Cena because he wasn't as over as John Cena at the time, but, um, you know, like maybe a Seth Rollins coming to an indie show today and, yeah, and doing his gimmick, possibly, or, or Reigns, or you know, whatever the case is. One of the, one of the someone in the upper echelon, but not the top guy, yeah. showing up on, you know, maybe on unannounced at a, an indie show. This is oh, here's what I was gonna say. If anybody, uh, I, I, I always tell younger guys, trainees, anybody in the business, listen to podcasts and you'll get free seminars, right? You can, uh, you can either go pay for these seminars or sometimes you just listen to a podcast and you get a free seminar. And there's well, Mike's a- saying is you owe us. <laughs> but so a few of them that I always recommend is uh, Stone Cold's podcast. He, he, uh, there's three of them that I always recommend. Raven. Uh, Jake the Snake and Razor Ramon and Hawksman Scott Hall Scott Hall has a podcast no uh, uh, his appearance on Stone Cold's okay, yeah. uh, podcast because all of them touch a different subject really like they're not like talking like a seminar but it just becomes a seminar the way they're talking and Razor is so much about like the business aspect of it to where he's not even really talking about you know working and all that kind of stuff it's more about how to handle this as a business. It's a fantastic podcast. Was this one of the ones he did over the phone? No, he's in person. Okay, because I listened to one back in the day over the phone. I tried. Anything, anything Scott Hall, I'll listen to. Yeah. I, any, if it's got Scott Hall, I'll listen to it. Yeah. And there was one back in the day where he did with, with Austin, and I tried. I was at the gym, 
and I'm trying to listen, and then every time it goes to the like, well, I'll tell you what, you know, it's yeah, got that weird, funny sound to it. I'm like, God, I damn hate, it. The, I hate the phone in. Yeah, and, and that's why even when we did the Zoom stuff, yeah, which that was tough too. Ted did a great job of making it sound good. Yeah, but I, I just I hate when somebody has to call in yeah. or people aren't in the same room, and and you know, well, give us Adam, give us that next one. We got two more. I don't know if we'll do both of them, but let's do the next one. Just before we go, his debut in ECW was in 2000. Oh, really? okay, so that yeah, that makes about, yeah. about right. So, when are we still what? on? No, yeah, we're still on. When did so? When did ECW? So they went to TNT, right, or TBS? Uh, they were on um, what what became Spike TV, but it was called like TNN, I think. Yes, TNN. And yes. then they got booted off because Raw went to TNN. And what year was that that they got picked up on TNN? Probably like like early two thousands, right? Like I'm guessing something like, like that. Because ECW collapsed very shortly before WCW was sold, which was in 2001. So that would make sense if Scott Hall went to an ECW in yeah. 2000. It's still a smaller promotion, yeah. but with a lot of, you know, heat behind it. And he probably just, he murdered it. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, fuck, this fucking Razor Ramon. All right. So here's the next promo. Look at me. I am Razor Ramon. I am somebody important, man. Me? I'm like Adam in the Garden of Eden. I'm the only real man. Everybody, they want to be like me. Little kids, they want to grow up and be like me. Bambinos, forget about school. What you learn in a book cannot make you like Razor. You want to be like Razor? You got to do like Razor. You just take whatever you want. Senor. You got a problem with me taking whatever I want? No, no problem. And if there's anybody else who don't like me taking whatever I want in the WWF, we're going to have a really big problem, Chico. So watching the, these two vignettes, it just making me. It, it just reminds me how much I miss the vignettes. They're so good, so. I mean, there's It was very bad, but it was very good. It, it, as a kid, I remember watching these. I remember there was a few people that like had vignettes where like you you really Mr. Perfect. I mean, and this is a this is a real like strange one to, to throw this one out, but comma. Kama had a lot of vignettes. I don't even remember his. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. Like, no, well, like his was like riding a motorcycle and like hitting the heavy bag and okay. stuff like that. But it's just, I miss those vignettes, man. Because like these people were already stars before they even hit the curtains. You know, it was just finally you saw the product, you know, like of, of these vignettes when, upon their debut. I wonder if that would work on the indies. I don't know, man. I guess not, right? Because you've been seen somewhere. If you're not seen at the promotion area, you've been seen elsewhere. 
You know what I mean? And you'd ha- yeah. it'd have to be a full-blown rookie, which that would never work. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know, man. By the way, so in this promo that you're looking at, I, two two major things that I saw. Number one, he's wearing like an Arsenio Hall shirt. <laughs> like a double XL Arsenio Hall with his chain. I swear to God, I've seen The Rock wear that shirt. Like, it, it looks like The Rock stole his style from him. He's got the big colorful giant shirt open shirt down to like maybe his midsection where he finally buttons it up and he's got the big ass chain sick it's very sick and then number two carlito stole that spit shoot but bit an apple at the end it looked like a plum or something yeah but you, you took know that's that apple. also uh, great and i probably i wouldn't notice this if i haven't if i hadn't have cut promos myself you might have noticed it too but in promos sometimes you get caught up on your own words right right you're trying to there's a lot of stuff going on in your head and you're trying to filter that out and make it make sense as you speak it. That character speaks so slow where it's almost <laughs> you can't get stumbled up over your own words. But he does. That's the problem because he repeats himself two or three. In every promo, he repeats himself two or three times and I don't think it's because... Is he, re- is he repeating himself or he's just getting his fucking point across? So it's, it, either way, it's not good. I I like it. I'm over, it's over, dude. It's over. Mine. It's so funny because they say you know when you first learn how to promo. All right, what do you have to do? All right, so you got to get over your name, get over the company, yeah, get over the date you're coming, the, the date, the opponent, or like make sure that you're important, right? So that's what you'd say, like so. In a promo, okay, you got to get over your name and that you're a big deal. We need to make sure you're a big deal. Yeah. So he opens this promo. He's like, I am Razor. <laughs> Ramon. <laughs> and then he says, I think his next words are like, I am a big deal. <laughs> or like, I yeah. am important. I am a big deal. You're like, all right, that's that's yeah. that's one way of doing Hell it. Hell yeah, brother. Don't bury yourself. But he, in, in the promo, he like tries to, you know, like act. It's, it, it looks like he's trying to like in the moment bat something that was hanging over his head, but it was very clearly like playing like. Yeah. Sees it coming. Boom. He talks about the kids, the bambinos. You <laughs> look behind him and there's just, it, it, there's like the whole crowd is like, there's a crowd of people watching him film this promo. Obviously, he's a massive guy. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, when I watch it, it's so funny because when I grew up, we just talked about, hey, you know, he's clearly not a Cuban guy. Scott Hall is his name. Yeah. That was Cuban. So I'm watching this. I'm like, this is a Cuban guy. Yeah. <laughs> Even knowing everything behind it, I'm watching him still like, this is all I know. This is, yeah. this guy's Cuban. Uh, it's funny because, so during, uh, while we were playing this clip for you listeners, uh, Devin watched the ECW debut of Scott Hall. To kind of, and, uh, you know, I just got, got reminded of just the pop. Like, you literally, this is what, you know, people talk about being over. This is, Nobody is over unless you get this kind of reaction right. from a crowd. And I've witnessed that kind of pop myself in person for my first. And I, I've, I've probably mentioned this before, but I got to fucking put it over again because it was like almost like an experience that you'll never experience again. My first house show, I think it was like 1999 and The Rock. When he walked down the aisle to, to the ring, I've never seen people react like that ever in my life towards one person, you know, like obviously concerts growing up, like music concerts, you'll get people, uh, you know, mosh pitting and, and crowd surfing and all that kind of stuff. And, and 
but this is for a guy walking out to the ring. And I remember people were jumping up over each other and security guards had to hold up the railing so that they wouldn't tip over. Like security guards were lining the entranceway, holding up security railings because people were jumping over each other to get a glimpse of him. And it was like the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. And that's what being over is. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> I had said, you know, maybe it's like Rollins or Reigns showing up at a house show. Adam said that, no, they would get booed. I don't know that they would get booed, or not a house show, at an indie show. I don't think Rollins or Reigns would get booed. If they showed up as a surprise, you know, to whatever and come in and take uh-huh. on whoever they talk, I don't think they would get booed. Um, but after watching that, I'm like, oh, maybe a little bigger than Rollins or Reigns. Like, I, I still don't think it would be a Cena showing up at, a, at an indie show, but, like, Pretty high up there, yeah, unannounced. It, that crowd went nuts. Nuts. That man. crowd went nuts. Um, Crazy. I've got one more promo, and we'll call it a day on promo class. I, just, I I'm such a huge fan of his and his in his vignettes, but uh, they're fantastic. Go. Let's do the last one, Adam. Florida with Razor Ramon. Take a look at Razor Ramon. I'm living the good life, man. Me, I know how to relax, chico. I'm living I like a king. Last night. I called you, you never called me back. I thought we had something going. No, chica, you don't understand. You have something. You have a good time. I'm through with you now. Get out of here. I'm through with you. Adios. Man. The chicas, they're for fun. I probably scar her heart for life. That's too bad. I call me to the WWF. Not for fun. You step into the ring with Razor Ramon. It's strictly business, chico. I'm not going to scar your heart. Oh no, I'm going to scar your soul. I am Razor Ramon, El Jefe. Alright, so he did it again. He does the ah. And this one was even worse. This one was like he was like trying to really put effort into the I am Razor Ramon. Yeah. <laughs> it does it again. It's a little more French than anything. You and does it again at the end. I am Razor Ramon. You also just pointed out something prior to us coming back. Uh, he keeps mentioning himself as El Jefe. He's really, he's, in the past few vignettes. Yeah, he said really, El Jefe. He's really pushed that El Jefe thing, but it just never stuck. It never stuck. The bad guy was yeah. worked out. The bad guy, Razor yeah. Ramon. El Jefe. No one get called him El Jefe. No, no, I don't even think they ever. I, I can't recall even in a match where they said, "Oh, El Jefe," you know what I mean? Like, nah, it just didn't work. Nah, the bad guy sounds way fucking cooler. Way cooler. By the way, um, it worked too for the villain, right? You know, the bad guy and the villain. You had the villain right now with Marty Scroll. Yeah. Do you know who gave him um, the name Razor Ramon? No. I, th- I guess it was Tito Santana. Really? Yeah. It's a good name. It works, especially for the time. Yeah. Razor Ramon. Sounds so fucking cool. Uh, you could see a Razor Ramon in UFC. Oh, fuck yeah. With some of their nicknames. You the, got the Razor name? Ramon. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, uh, <laughs> this is random. It's so slow. 
so slow and you have the random girl come up what happened i thought we had a good time no 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 you had a good time <laughs> adios <laughs> like what's wrong with i leave a scar on her heart but for you i leave a scar on your soul like oh jesus christ um but oh, keep going i really liked his cut you was it cut you up carve or, you up carve you up i love carve you i'm gonna up. carve you up and throws the, the fucking by the way thing. so good since we already mentioned uh marginetti killed a guy <laughs> razor ramon killed a guy what yeah you didn't know that no yeah he he uh so he worked at a strip club in florida and some you've heard this story adam right uh you have to tell it man it sounds familiar uh, so he, yeah, this is very well known. He uh, he uh, was working at a bar. He was working as a, uh, a bartender at a strip club, and somebody fucked up his car outside in the parking lot. I don't know if it was like a crazy customer that like had a bad experience or whatever. But anyways, they're telling like, hey uh, Scott, you know somebody just fucked up your car. So he goes, oh show me him, and he walked out, and the guy pulled a gun on him, and. Somehow Scott got a hold of the gun and shot the motherfucker dead. Huh? Which, but it's justifiable. Yeah. So, I, when you said killed a guy, I thought you. I mean, like, yeah. Obviously, he actually ended a person's life. He ended a person's life. I thought life. you meant like, Mur- like murdered, murder. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like with wrestling. There's so much shit. Go. Everything is so layered. And I mean, how many times have you heard? Oh, this guy killed a guy. That guy you killed know, a guy. I, he I, killed I, him in the locker room. I he recently uh, just heard that New Jack's for just about for just justifiable homicides. Is that is actually it might be a work? Oh, you mean that none of it happened? Yeah, apparently, like I guess he's been he's gone on record saying like no, it actually. But I I, I can't I, I don't know I don't know. I showed someone the New Jack promo the other day where he ends it with uh, shout outs to my boy <laughs> OJ. Keep up the good work. Sick. Lost his shit. Was like what the fuck? Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. Easy. But that's what uh, it's supposed to do. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to do, man. But, all, these, uh, all these promos. These vignettes, all that—it's supposed to spark interest in a character. Am I correct on that? Like you're supposed—it's yeah. supposed to be like, who is this guy, and when the fuck are they debuting? I gotta see him. And hopefully, when they debut and the work in the ring backs up the de- the the vignettes and all the hype, right? So when we get back to wrestling, we've done this podcast now for half a year, a little more than nine. No, how many months? Uh, nine months? What's what, eight months? Eight, yeah, months. eight months. Eight yeah. months. Okay, we've Once been doing this week, for, eight, for months. eight months. So we come back. They've heard the promo. We've they've heard the promos, obviously, and we come back and they see us in the ring. That's going to be a little disappointing, huh? Especially with your noodle arms. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, speaking of promos, we got promo mania coming up. Uh, we do. That's this week. I oh, just saw. and actually, I saw that. Uh, so Ice Williams and Four Minutes of Heat and Four Minutes of Heat have their up right theirs up right now. Oh, they're up. Yeah, that means that the uh, Hogsman versus uh, the American Kaiju is the matchup. Did, oh, did we, uh, are we? Are we breaking that right now? Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, if that's there was four people left. You had four minutes of heat. But Ice Williams, Devin, the American Kaiju. Devin assured me that. So we did our Hogsman promo. Well, I tried to, uh, <laughs> and Devin said he was going to forfeit this. You you made a gentleman's agreement that you're going to forfeit. This, I'm going to forfeit this, this one so we can go ahead and hopefully we, face four minutes of heat in the finals. You and I we're in this together. We're going to the top, right? Together, right? Hand in hand, hand in hand. So I uh, I, I appreciate you doing that. You know, you get, hey, I'm doing the job. 
I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the, the the finger poke of doom here. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm Hogan. Eh, pretty sure I'm Hogan. Well, the Hogsman would be Hogan in this case. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm the Hogan of the Hogsman. If anything, I'm if anything, I'm mad at man- management, and I'm Jeff Jarrett, and I'm laying down. I'm yelling at you know Jarrett, and ah, or I'm Jarrett. And I'm yelling at manager. Ah, these guys fucking, and I lay down, and you're like, I'm not gonna pin you, dude. What is this bullshit? We had a match, but you know what I'm talking about, Adam. You never saw this. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm just yeah. listening to you both argue about who'd you rather be, Jeff Jarrett or Hulk Hogan. Well, I know he's saying and he's Hogan. I'm Hogan. I'm, I mean, neither I'm one of you should really want to be I know, be but Hogan, I'm just saying he's not Hogan. The Hogsman are Hogan. I'm I'm Hogan. I'm Sean. What? You're, you're Jeff. You're Marty. What? You killed a guy when you were 13 years old. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically how this team's working. Anyways. Yeah. Cheap fun beer. What's up? Uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, of uh, Jeff Jarrett, I just watched uh, SummerSlam 96. Uh-huh. And I saw, you know, how like nowadays on the network, you can kind of fast forward and see what match you want to go right, to. Right, right, right. Kind of I saw D'Lo was working Jeff Jarrett on this card. And I was you like, had oh, to you watch know, it. D'Lo's my boy, so I'm going to watch this. Oh, my God, man. So, you know, you and I have learned that setting up the storyline for the match, even on the entrance, right? If you or If you can do anything that just kind of sets up what you're about to do in that ring it makes the match so much more easy right it just makes it if you have a storyline if you go in there and you're just doing moves to each other you trying to get the crowd behind you is going to be a lot tougher you need to have a reason for the crowd to care about somebody and not to care about somebody so this was fantastic Jeff Jarrett's the first I think I think Jeff Jarrett is challenging for the IC belt or the European belt I can't remember exactly what European come on dog I, but I'm not sure if he was holding that if D'Lo was the only was... question is chest protector or no chest protector no for chest. D'Lo no oh. chest protector uh, so, so he probably lost worst, this is the worst D'Lo so Jarrett is uh, is walking to the ring with uh, Deborah McMichaels of course I think she's just going by Deborah right at that time she's a smoke show she's got like a no no okay well I disagree with you. You thought Deborah was a smoke show back then? In 96? Yes. Yes. You didn't? I, I just remember her but forehead being like, massive. You were also like 10 years old and didn't even know about No, this is, what, this is around the same time as like Sable. So you had to like choose a person. Yeah. You couldn't like, but in you couldn't hang your hat on well, Deborah. In 96, no, well, it's, you're probably, it's probably like 98. You're probably in 96, of... you probably aren't even interested in girls because you're like 10 years old. Oh, I was very interested. So anyways... Jared's walking to the ring with, with Deborah McMichaels, and she's a smoke show. She's got a blue bra on. She's got blue uh, thong on. It's obviously a thong, but she has a coat on that has uh, tails, you know, like, a, yep. like a, you know, the two little things that, that hang out in the back. <clears throat> but she's walking to the ring with him, and the crowd's going crazy for her. And Jared's healing it up. He's kind of doing, like, the macho thing with, uh, with uh, yeah. Miss Elizabeth where he's, like, kind he's, of, like, yeah. demanding where she goes and, like, telling her to cover up and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit. And then he sends her back to the – he sends her into the back. And the crowd, of course, is booing the shit out of Jared. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> His yeah. gimmick would not work today, the way, the way he was, like – the way he would talk to her and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. you could not do that gimmick yeah. today. Uh, well, you Devin, couldn't do machos either. Devin just pulled up a picture of Deborah back then, and she's a smoke show. But so Agreed. the crowd obviously hates him, right? Like they're like, "Fuck you!" Like you took away like the puppies because she was like <laughs> she was like the original puppies chick, right? And puppies. <laughs> so then it shows a little thing in the back of her walking past D'Lo, 
and they're not even saying anything. They're just kind of like, uh, was it pantomiming? Mm -hmm. Pantomiming? Yeah. Like, D'Lo's like, come with me, you know? So she walks out with D'Lo, and the crowd erupts because D'Lo brings her back out, right? So obviously you've already introduced to the crowd the heel, the face. There could have been a whole storyline leading up to this, but me as somebody who's just watching this right now for what it is, I go, oh, I already, I, I already know who was the good guy and who was the bad guy. And now right? the match doesn't matter. Match doesn't matter. The crowd is already totally on D'Lo's side and they are against Jarrett. And I was just like, this is so simple what they did you know like how easy is that in the back to be like hey this is what i'm gonna do you know like um, this is how we're gonna set up the crowd and then the match will you know play off of however no it is. one does that it was just uh, i'm uh, you know and it, to a to somebody who doesn't have like a, a trained eye you probably just be like oh yeah cool but i was i was watching this and i go i know exactly what they're doing right now and it's fan that's awesome so good yeah it's just like we were talking about earlier about selling right and, and we talked about this before on the podcast but about you were watching um, Sean and Vader so good and, and their matches and about you know how you're saying nowadays to get over a guy does 50 moves and oh I was over and you watch Sean versus Brett and they're or Sean sorry Sean versus Vader and they're they're wrestling yeah and part of that what I was saying is it's because of Sean it's Sean's ability to sell nowadays when you're told to sell up for the guy, sell up to the rope, sell up to the corner, you know, sell up, grab the guy's pants and sell up. No one really knows how to sell intuitively in the way that someone like Sean knew how to sell. Yeah. If someone like Vader's size pops you in the gut and you, you double, you know, you do flip over his hand and you roll up to the corner and as you're trying to pull up, you fall through the second rope to the outside. Yeah. That just took 30 seconds. Vader comes to the outside, you know, follows you around the ring bops you a few times, rolls you back in. And that's a that's a whole one minute and 30 second spot that would never happen today because no. no one was ever fucking trained to sell that way. And it's not it's not our fault. And I don't think it's even our trainer's fault because I think it's I, I think it's it's something that happened intuitively to some guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the day that just you know, they never passed the torch because they were busy working their asses off three hundred nights a year yeah. around the US. There was no one for them to to teach that to it got lost it got lost yeah actually uh it's funny like thinking uh so i went to level up pro wrestling school uh wednesday night yeah wednesday night last week and uh dominic was there Mm -hmm. obviously uh the big news for dominic is he's got a match against seth rollins a fight uh on SummerSlam. so dom was there kind of getting some ring time in wanting to work on some stuff and Ray showed up, and Ray was talking about selling, and he was showing some stuff. And it's just like, it's that kind of stuff that you need. I mean, I think I think Ray's been doing it for thirty years or some shit like that, where it's like, oh, duh, yeah, exactly, you idiot. Like I'm thinking this to myself, like you idiot. Like how did you not not know this kind of stuff? But he was showing these little things where you're like, oh, okay, I fucking get it now. Like. Thank you for showing me to that. But it's just, it's so simple, too. It's so simple. You're going to have to tell so me much. off pod because I don't want anyone to get that one for free. Yeah, I agree. Go pay your money. But but I do want to say one more thing before we – because we've been going for almost, what, hour and 40 minutes or something right now? An hour and a half. Broadway. I got, Broadway. Yeah. <clears throat> I got something I want to talk about before – if you have something else you want to say after this, but this is this is kind of my thing. So we joked in the past about hazmat wrestling. Yes. And we joked in the past about, I don't know, some other kind of wrestling, whatever it was, some bullshit. This is for real. 
This real is, deal. This is for real. This is a real deal. Everybody, put down what you're ta- what you're doing. No, I so I talked with Mike about this previous to last week's episode. There's a, a show that I want to do, run. It have to be online only, virtual only, whatever the case is. Do you know? Get several matches out of this show. Uh, basically, a, a tag tournament with other shows involved or uh, other matches involved. But I have tentatively the Hogsman and three other very popular tag teams that have, in principle, agreed to their at least to their interest level in doing this event. Mm-hmm. Um, we would need there would be no live crowd, obviously, so this would be all pre-taped and edited and available online for your viewing pleasure. I'm assuming at this point it would probably be YouTube, so everyone could get a chance to watch it. Otherwise, it'd have to be like IWTV or something. I don't know how to do iPay per views, but if you want this thing to happen. The only thing I can think of since there's no crowd is we need some sort of sponsorships for the show to make it happen. If you have a company or you work with a company, you want to sponsor this event, this this thing that I'm trying to make become a reality with very with I'm telling you, it'd be the Hogsman and three very hot tag teams. You're very familiar with these tag teams. Maybe you just want to throw a twenty Devin Sparks' way. Well that no, I'm not gonna do that. You gotta sponsor. <laughs> I'm not fucking dealing with twenties, dude. I'm not a stripper. Do strippers make 20s? Want to throw your Venmo account or something? I'm not going to throw my can... Venmo. No, you just hit us up. You hit me up at Devin Sparks on Twitter or at American Kaiju on Instagram. If you have any interest in backing, if, 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 being a part of the show, as far as a sponsorship opportunity goes, uh, we could put a banner up or, you know, digitally advertise you like, you know, like you see on Raw. There's a, or mania where there's like a digital advertisement up. We'll put up some kind of digital advertisement banner, whatever the case is. The match is sponsored by this. Make sure you're very promptly, uh, you know, your, your brand is, is right there front and center so people know who it's by. But uh, if you have any interest in this, if you want to see the Hogsman wrestle soon, if you want to see, you know, some great tag team action, <clears throat> this, I think, is not too far off from happening if we can get sponsors for it. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I got. There's Devin's pitch for you. I can't say much else because as far as anyone agreeing to it, they'd have to be, you know, the show, in order for it to happen, I'm not putting my money on it. I I can't. Which is the... (laughs) Because you can't make your money back. If I was a company and I had a chance to make my money back, that's one thing. All right. That's it. That's all I got. Guys, you didn't like hazmat wrestling. So Devin's reaching out to you now. He's got another idea. No, no, this Tag one. No, this tournament. no because well because I can't have crowd. I can't have a crowd there. There couldn't be a crowd there. Well, you know if you Why got not? everybody if you got everybody tested. What's that? Why not? Why not? Well, I can't. I can't fill this venue. There's a venue that I have in mind. I can't fill a venue with people. Here's this would a, be this would be pre-taped. This would be it'd be like studio this style show. We tell everybody go by CVS. Okay, go get your you yeah, motherfucker test. I and then knew it. You have to all rent the same same Airbnb. That way, <laughs> no, we know you're in a bubble. Okay, and then uh, never mind, guys. That's bullshit. You piece of shit. I'm telling you, three outside of the Hogsman. I mean, obviously we're tier one, so these guys are all in tier two. Very popular tag teams. You've all you, anyone listening to this podcast, I guarantee knows who these tag teams are. They're all they're all legit. They're all in principle very interested in doing this. It could be a thing. We just need sponsors for it. All right. Put the word out, everybody. Put the word out. Hit us up. At Devin Sparks on Twitter. At American Kaiju on Instagram. And go buy uh, his T-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. I'm not putting that money towards the show. So if you buy the shirt, you're just getting the shirt. Well, hey. (laughs) I'm trying to help you. Thank you. Get over. 
All right, man. I think that's about it. What what have we gone over? We talked about uh, our fighting experiences. We talked about Marty Jannetty killing a guy, apparently. Apparently, Scott Hall killing a guy. Scott Hall. His great promos for his vignettes for WWF. Him being over in ECW. Kind of. We we uh, we covered a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of. D'Lo Brown. My boy D'Lo, man. Let him know that we're available for Impact. Reach out to him all the time. And then he goes, "You still on that tag?" <laughs> yeah. Forget it. I'll lose my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was a good episode. A lot, of, a lot we talked about. Yes. Very Adam, good. you ever been in a fight? Yes. Adam, boy, how many? Have you? I've been in a lot of fights. Yeah. What? Yeah. Good for you. You yeah. don't tell me in the car. There's news. Right. Like when you were younger, like high school. Yeah, like, so you're talking about earlier um hockey when i grew i grew up in new york so there's a lot oh, of really? people that yeah i didn't know that so what part played, of new york uh in, in long island strong island strong island oh yeah. but there i mean it's it's whenever someone hears that they always think that's where all the rich people live and that is true for the most part but not where i was so you play I, you play a lot of basketball uh. you know? so there's a lot of shit talking in when you're in basketball and I had the thing when I was younger that you talked about earlier with Shia LaBeouf. You grew up with a certain people. Yeah. You act a certain way. Yeah. So I was that kid who talked a lot of shit, and oh, I would get into really? fights all the time. Yeah. I had the Napoleon complex, even though I was pretty tall. But I wasn't, you know, I was just getting a. So you're like, a bully. <laughs> uh, I was. I, I was a bully sometimes, but there are people bigger than you. I'm. I'm playing. Ba- I'm like, twelve years old and playing basketball with like twenty year olds. Uh, okay. So it's like you know. Catching, They're all bigger than me. Elbows. Yeah, catching elbows, and then it yeah. gets testy at the end, and then you know, yeah. sometimes you want, sometimes you, never you fight. Got signed? Signed to what? Well, you were twelve playing with twenty-year-olds. I'd assume you get signed. I don't, I don't get. The, I don't get that. the joke. But yes, I've been. I've been. I've been in many fights. I used to be a very uh, temperamental young little shithead. It's funny because like uh, a lot of my my uh, friends, my good friends growing up, like high school friends, and they remained my good friends growing up through like, you know, your young 20s and all that kind of stuff. I, uh, you know, I was pretty like wild, I guess. You know, I did some stupid shit. And these, my friends would tell their now wives about like how I used to be compared to how I am now. And nobody believes you, right? And they're like, yeah, exactly. Like these girls would be like, I heard you were like doing all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, I was like also 19 years old. <laughs> If you if you saw VHSs of me when I was like twelve or thirteen, I'm not even the same person at all. Completely yeah. different person, yeah. and I assume that's what you're talking about yeah. too. Like, by the way, awesome fucking uh, documentary on Netflix right now about the mob owning New York. I don't know the name of it. Uh, I, I've seen a little bit. Of, I've loved it. Docu series. It's so good. There's another one called The Last Narc on. Amazon okay, is that Prime. good? It's about uh, it's a four one hour. It's it's four four episodes one hour, and it's about uh the DE agent that got killed down in Guadalajara named Kiki Camarilla. It's very upsetting because of who was behind it. When you find out, it's terrible. But uh, yeah, man, I uh. I got a lot of stories about when I was a kid where people would be like, dude, there's no way you did this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking did that shit. This, this documentary is called Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. If you get Hell a chance yeah. to look it up, it's very good. Good old Rudy Giuliani. He's in it. Taking down the mob. He's, He's the one it. that took down the mob. Oh, I know. I know. And now he... Everybody hates him. Now, now he took he, down America. Dude, good for do him. Do you guys remember... So 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. right? And Rudy Giuliani was the mayor of New York. And that guy, he could have ran for fucking president. I thought he was going to. Yeah. And he would have won it because he was America's mayor. 
And then nowadays, his name is so tarnished because of uh, you know the bullshit that he's said for, for Donald Trump. But it's just like, God damn. I remember this guy being held on a pedestal back in, in the in the day and now his name is just being like it's just drudge it's, it's being dragged in the mud but it, and it's his own fault well, i'll tell you what though watching it was it was good to see him in a good light yeah because like that's you know when i remember him i remember him from, from 2001 yeah i remember him from then and then from people telling me oh he took down the mafia and i never saw that it was yeah. way too young for that dude that's so, so to see dude when you see it and you see how they set this shit up Woo! It yeah. was good. It was very. I, I'm a fan of mafia movies in general. I of love course. all that shit. Yeah, I, I, that underworld. Yeah, you know the the mo, the the Italian mob, the the Mexican cartels. I fuck with all that stuff, man. Cause it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a lifestyle that I will never understand or know. You know, like you look at like the Mexican cartels, and you're just like, these guys were like just horrible people that like came into power. Because they just had so much money from just by chance, really, and their willingness to just be horrible people and not give a fuck—it's crazy. It's crazy, dude. But anyways, I think we're done. I think we're good. Uh, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We're doing uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Go listen to us, rate us, and leave a, a comment. That way, Devin Sparks uh, is happy. Yep, I get happy. Um, Put you over a little bit. Ten Barrel Brewing Pub Beer, cheap fun beer. What's up? What's up? And what Steel else? Steel Cage Radio. Steel Cage Radio. Thanks for keeping us afloat in these hard times. Thanks for uh, <laughs> for carrying us. I guess is that what they do? They carry us. Yeah. All right. Cool. People listen to us on there. We appreciate yeah. it. And is there any uh, pro wrestling tees? Go check out backslash American Kaiju, and then backslash Mike Camden. Uh, what else, Adam? You want to put anything over? Fuck Andy Brown. Fuck Andy you have Brown. To. You have to. You have to fuck, fuck Andy that Brown. guy. People go, oh, why do you say that? Well, have you ever fucking met him? <laughs> By the way, we're currently rated five stars fuck yeah. on uh, on Apple Podcasts. I just looked this up. So, All right. I think that's about it. Um, Devin. Yo. If they want the tip, what do they got to take? This is easy. I know the answer to this. You got to take the whole hog. Oh, yeah.